Material Components Episode 94 12 Angry Fay. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. I'm required by law. Be here. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing my civic duty right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see the, the handcuffs on on read right now. Oh, it's a it's an uh, ankle monitor. So yeah. oh, it's not on camera. Uh, house yeah. arrest, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey everybody. Uh, I am Olivia and I play Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. Elliot and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael and I am playing Juror number three. And I'm Reed. <laughs> And I'll be playing Grawl for a very short period. Very, very short period. I, I believe you mean the defendant. Ah, the defendant. <laughs> yes, that new word that I have to learn very quickly. <laughs> I'm gonna die! Indeed. And uh, before we begin today's session, I would, of course, like to ask the question I ask every time. And that is, do you remember what happened last time? Yeah. Good. All right. <laughs> there we go. You have asked, asked and answered. <laughs> we Let's just and, get to the main yeah. event already. Mm-hmm. No. But there's a preamble. Uh, there's always a preamble. There's always a preamble. The opening <laughs> argument, if you will. <laughs> well, the uh, the contingency from Fair Aimsier arrived. Yay! It's true. Just in the nick of, well... They got here. That's the point. They, they got here. Yeah. There's stuff to do still. There is still stuff to do. That's true. Yes. While uh, resting up in the Jarashir war camp, you uh, were met by the arrival of the uh, warrior contingent from Fair Aemsir, led, of course, by Sid Emberlight's father, the Elder Sid, also known as Lucidian Lyodon. Hmm. Coming with him was a contingent of battle mages and uh, warriors of Fair Aemsir, representing most of the major houses there, as well as the, the clergy of Corellon, uh, as well as a, a large contingent of Barkwatch members who were, up until recently, trapped in the city of Fair Aemsir. And a stowaway. <laughs> well, unfortunately, yes. Uh, thankfully, there were many familiar faces among the returning entourage of the Elvish Lord Lyadon, including but not limited to your Oni friend Etsuko, uh, warlock Woo! of the the Gloam Weaver. You have, of course, met and spoken with uh, Darren Dunn, your recovering alcoholic silver dragon stepdad. friend slash stepdad. <laughs> Silver dragon? Is that like a silver fox? Not Basically, at all. No. Not at all. <laughs> bigger. <laughs> a little bit bigger. bigger. And yes, there may... In fact, there was a person you were not expecting to see 
in the form again. of a secreted Ciangela Lyodon, Sid's half-sister, who, due to a bargain with an archfey, Grawl had been commanded to kill. Having denied that uh, pact twice before now, uh, he hoped to avoid such a fate for uh, his companion's half-sister, and did his best to, well, talk to Etsuko. That's what he did his best to do. Uh, it was in, going okay. It was going, I would even go as far as, as to say it was going pretty good. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe even all right. But then you abandoned her. I didn't abandon a, anybody, okay? I had to go take care of How? something. I Could just, you? Do you? Can you imagine, just for a second, from her point of view, some mm-hmm. tiny elven knight walks up, Grawl suddenly freaks out, grabs the knight by the neck, and runs off. And when I say grabs him by the neck, okay, it wasn't like, like a scruff. Like, yeah, scruff, like grabbing by the throat and just like walk this way as their toes funny. drag across the lawn. Yeah. Listen, Reed, funny either way. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. may have to deal with the, the aftermath of Etsuko's uh, sudden befuddlement at Grawl's disappearance, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, because, yeah, you had some conversations with these people. Uh, Cherish had a, a heart-to-heart with Darren Dunn about the, the fate of her mother. The uh, contingent from Fair Amzir had a uh, get-together with the leaders of the Jarashir, deciding where best to go next, and it seemed as though they were deciding on allying themselves with the Jars here and heading south to Amberfell in order to sort out that whole missing god nonsense. But leastways, you all also had a fairly long conversation about where you're headed next. Some ideas were bandied about about how to get into Stormhaven and maintain the element of surprise, despite the fact that it may have been ruined by the fact that Phineas Finebrook's watchful psychic eye is alerted to your, at least some of your plans. What a day. We also don't know that he's allied with this group, correct? I mean... In fact, everything you know indicates that they have no association with each other. Right, exactly. I'm just worried because he sucks and hates us, so I feel like he would take any opportunity to uh, find find a way to use it against us. Yeah, (laughs) that is fair. My assumption is that they're not working at, like, cross-purposes, but they are working in ways that might benefit each other. Mm. Last time you spoke with Phineas Finebrook and asked about the cult of Dahaka, he, and in all honesty, answered truthfully that he had no idea what you were talking about. Times have changed, damn it. He's got time. Yeah, but maybe he got curious. Exactly. Because I knew something about something... He didn't know about He is and... an incorrigible, uh, curious, curious boy. Like a kitten, really. He's uh, Yeah, he's the pokey little puppy from that book, The Pokey Little Puppy. He just sticks he his nose puppy. into <laughs> He's not a puppy. He's not a puppy. 
because that's going to be a real a hard scorpion. to lob his head he's off. He's a baby scorpion, if anything. He's a pokey a... little scorpion. Yep, with a mustache and a dumb hat. <laughs> Does he have a if... mustache? I don't even remember if he's got a mustache. He do. He, he do have a mustache. Okay. okay. Uh, you really got to imagine a young Vincent Price, and you've pretty much That's nailed right. it. Oh, yep. boy. <laughs> Don't besmirch. Don't besmirch Vincent Price by associating him. <laughs> Look, Phineas Feinbrook is absolutely the kind of character that Vincent Price would play back in the oh, day. Oh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But leastways, upon uh, traipsing once again down that dangerous road of courtship... Grawl and Etsuko found their way walking through the camp, and it was only then that a disguised Angie Lyodon came upon you for a third and final time, and in your abject refusal to kill this child, it would be so easy. She's a child. It's a child. (laughs) It's a child. I have some principles. That's good to know. Uh, because those principles have landed you now in a dark, cavernous space, and gathered about you is the Feyen Moot, those representatives of the Archfey of the Eastwood, heralded by Robin Goodfellow himself, and seemingly led by Oberon Greenvein. You have found yourself accused of oath-breaking by the Cot Bayoon, that creature which traded to you a remedy once upon a time, the gift of transformation. You found yourself saved from a voiceless gorilla body, and in doing so, you promised a favor. And when that favor was asked, you accepted. And now you have denied that favor thrice. And so in this vaulted, dark space, Grawl of No Legion finds himself in the midst of a spotlight, while many other spotlights shine not that far off in the darkness, showing the forms of the other Archfey, not least of which among them is the Cot Bayoon, smiling at you, humming ever so softly. The semicircle of Archfey rings you, and behind you you just feel open, empty air. Separating you and the semicircle of excessively powerful fey creatures is Robin Goodfellow himself. Dressed like Angus Young in his prime, he circles you with a gleam and a smile, and as he says, well, this is going to be interesting, he shoots you a wide Somewhat disturbing wink. Grawl, do you have any reaction to the situation you find yourself in at the moment? Um, besides sweating, like a lot, like a lot of sweat, like waterfalls in each armpit. Um, not particularly. I'm kind of taken aback, I guess, by like the presence of all of the, the Fae Lords. That's kind of interesting mm-hmm. and way more formal than uh, than I thought this would be. 
So yeah. <laughs> so as you stand there agog at the assemblage of fey nobility, the the puck, the Robin Goodfellow, that prince of fools will walk past your field of vision and just beyond him you see the smiling lounging form of the cot bayoon its tail flicking slightly as though trying to ward away a fly that isn't there and from nearby the imperious form of oberon greenvane dressed mostly in a floor-length robe from the waist down, but shirtless from the waist up. His head wreathed in a small halo of crawling vines. His strange fin-like ears uh, jutting backwards away from a, a sharp, serious expression. His eyes the deepest of green within green. He will say, Lafayette Moot is gathered. This breaking of oaths will be heard. And he will look towards the Cot Bayoon. And if you have anything to say, you may try to leap in at any time, just letting you know that, Reed. This ain't an cool, unskippable cutscene or anything. Yeah, well my 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 natural uh like personality to wait my turn and wait patiently is going to be the death of me here. Hmm, good to know. Yeah, great. Literally. Yep. But the Cot Bayoon will say, "Much obliged, Lord Greenvane." Hmm. And it will sprawl slightly, arching its back before climbing up off of its pile of lush-looking pillows, climbing down into the edge of the spotlight that it's in and begin walking. And as it does, you see the area around you beginning to gain definition. The darkness you once thought yourself in now gaining floors. A ceiling? No, not a ceiling. A canopy. You're beneath trees dark trees everything made all the darker and cast in shadows by the bright white light that you stand in that the other archfey stand in but even as you look they're not spotlights they're pillars pillars of light coming down through the canopy like moonlight like starlight filling in encircling each of these creatures and yourself but as the Kotbayun comes down, it pads across a floor that begins to gain definition. Dark, withered grass. Old, desiccated. It's been without water for who knows how long. The trees deny life at the bottom of the forest, absorbing all nutrients and light that is required for such things. So the forest floor becomes a dead, desiccated thing. The Kapayun strides across this withered forest floor and lets out a purr and a hum and begins to encircle you, Grawl. Puck moving aside to stand near Oberon. 
and the Kat Bayun will say, This is such a simple matter. Hmm. An oath which has been broken. Three times has this mortal been given a chance to fulfill his promise, and three times he has abandoned his oath. A simple gift was given. Despite other avenues that this one might have pursued in curing himself of his beast shape, he came instead to the Cot Bayoon. Hmm. Understandably, it was a bad choice. <laughs> and yet a choice it was, and a choice was made. Hmm. And we made, of course, the old bargain. Hmm. And a cracked voice from a crimson hag will say, Firstborn! And the Cotbayon will turn no. towards that hag. And Grawl, you'll say no. Nope. Well, yep. I, yes, I'll say no. <laughs> and the Cotbayon will say, no, older still, a favor. And there's a general murmuring that runs through the Archfey, some of them nodding appreciatively. The alabaster woman, who you know to be Mab, cups her chin, her white-on-white -white eyes surrounded by Perfectly marbled white skin staring at you. A favor which this one would fulfill at a given time upon my choosing. Hmm. And to these terms it was agreed. And there's a general murmuring from the Archfey as well. And the Katbayun will say, And so his word is break. Hmm? For when this favor was called, the simple destruction of a young elf child, such a creature as this mortal would easily find this task gripped, seized, and done. But no, there is a lack of effort, hmm? a lack of trying, a lack even of an attempt. Hmm. And so this promise is break, and the Kotbeyun has come calling. In view of the Feyenmoot, to keep these things above board. Hmm. And the... Cotbayon will end its little prowl around you, standing between you and Oberon. And Oberon will say, 
Is all of this true, mortal? Sounds about right to me. And there's a... Do I do I get, like, an attorney or something? Is this how this works? Or do I just stand here in the light, kind of just, like, being talked at? I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never done this before. And there's a hush that runs through the crowd... And you see Puck standing nearby, O'Bron, get a big, gleaming smile on his face. And he'll say, Of course, Lord Oberon, how could we be so rude to our guest? We bring him here on charges and trial, and lest we forget, he stands accused by the Lord of Stories himself. And Puck begins striding forward beginning to circle the Cotbayoon. Such a creature as the Cotbayoon may weave a web of tale and trial, the likes of which no mortal may escape. And he'll look towards you, especially this mortal. Yo. So lest we, fay of this fay and moot, be considered rude to not put things upon an even footing, should he be not allowed his advocate? His Kaifrith where? No? And there's a, a rumble that runs through the Feynmoot, and there's a lot of nodding, and there's a <sighs> that comes from the Katbayoon. And Robin Goodfellow will turn and smile at the cat and say, We do want things to be above board, don't we? And Oberon will say, The Goodfellow speaks true, Cotbayoon. Would you deny this mortal... Uneven footing? And the Cotbayoon will say, Of course not, Lord Oberon. Oberon will look towards you, Grawl, and say, Who would you name as your carefreth weir? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, and Puck will lean towards you and say, he's asking who you wish to have advocate for you. Right, right. I, I, of course, I, 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 I just pausing for dramatic effect, of course. Um, well, who would be a good choice for that? I swear, Mike, if you let this happen, this is going to be ridiculous. It's probably not going to, but uh, yeah, I want to name uh, Mayor Zeke Von Zorovich as my advocate. (laughs) And you say that aloud? Yes, I do. And there's another somewhat more startled murmur that rolls through the Archfey. I got cool friends, dog. 
the tall woman with burning copper hair holding that sickled disc will say, Such a thing cannot be allowed! I, I thought I was allowed an advocate. Do, do, is there like a list of people not allowed that I didn't see when I walked in? Or I, I'm, I apologize. I'm sorry. I just the crimson hag from across the semicircle will say, "There's precedent for such things." Okay. And an argument begins to break out between the two witches. Oberon will eventually say, Ladies, the mortal has chosen, and we will honor that choice. And he will look towards the master of the wild hunt and say, Can you bring this one here? And the master of the wild hunt will... <laughs> of course! And there's a crack of thunder, the howl of wolves, and the master is gone. You see some of the archfey begin to talk amongst themselves, some of them moving from their appointed places within the beams of light. Striding over to each other, discussing things. Oberon stands aloof from them all. The Kotbayun circles slightly and moves back to his padded, lounging pile of cushions. And Do I recognize one of the pillows? Oh yes, absolutely. It's perfectly average. Got it. Cool. Thought I saw that pillow somewhere. Recognized it. Robin Goodfellow will walk up towards you and kind of looking past you, his arms held behind his back, he will grin and say, Very clever. What was it? Was it? Well, you've certainly called upon the unexpected. Yes, all, all part of my brilliant defense plan. Well, I don't know if it's brilliant quite yet. You did just call yeah, an undead I... master vampire into the realm of the Feyenmoot, so that remains to be seen. Yep. Hopefully he's home. Oh, he doesn't move about much these days. Well, at least with, I should let you know... There are three ways this can go. Okay, I'm listening. Debts, much like a mortgage, may always be transferred. Keep that mm -hmm. in mind. Right. Trial by combat is always an option, though in this particular circumstance... I am not sure who the Kotbeyun would choose as a champion. Oh, okay, so it's a choose-your-own champion, not like a I-would-wrestle-a-cat kind of thing. You have that option. All right, interesting. And then there's, of course, the trial by words. 
if you and your advocate can convince the Feyenmoot that this deal that was broke was made in bad faith, well... Such things may be broken. Interesting. I say this, Grawl, not because I'm trying to help you, necessarily. You must understand. I must remain deliciously neutral in these matters. Mm Mm-hmm. I I I, I think I get what you're putting down. But there's nothing wrong with seeing an archfey taken down a peg every once in a while. Okay. I like the way that you think. <laughs> yes. This is bad. This is very bad. Robin Goodfellow will <laughs> move away, but before he does, he will pat you on the shoulder, and you feel something slid inside the uh, a strap on your shoulder. And you hear the slight crinkle of paper. All right. And he will stride away and move over to Oberon Greenvein and begin saying some joke that is completely... Well, at the very least, Lord Greenvein does not find it funny. Uh, does he find much stuff funny? He's, he's got a very serious... Very scowling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you do anything other than wait? Is it like a... Is it a bathroom here? Or is it a waiting room? Or is this is this it? It's very lovely. I love what you've done with the place. It looks fantastic. I was just curious if you wanted me to stand here or, or not. I don't look the best. I don't want to force you to look at my... And that big visage. green plate-armored knight with the huge headsman's axe will move towards you. It seems as though all the other archfey were sort of avoiding him. If him it even be. And with a voice like cracking stone, it will say, If you must needs relieve yourself, you will be guided to such a place. I like you. I like you a lot. Very, very serious. Good demeanor. Would you... Would would you take me? Is it you? And this giant of a knight will stride away from the semicircle and gesture for you to follow. All right, let's go. And you are brought to a single outhouse with a crescent moon carved on the door. Really lovely. It's rustic. Got a good vibe. This, what is this? This oak? What is this? If you need not relieve yourself, you will be returned to the circle. And while suddenly like that, I I feel a wave washing through me, and I go. And and go into the bathroom. The the outhouse. It is a perfectly serviceable outhouse. That's really nice. Um, I would like to read that little tiny piece of paper. And it says in a spiraling hand... 
First Sleep. in common, it says trial by combat. Uh-huh. Speak the words, and it spells out something phonetically in a language you don't know. It says trail yimlad. Okay. I'll write that down. Write that down. Real Yim Lad. Okay, what's that? Whatever that is. Interesting. The note seems to say that if you ever want the trial by combat, you just need to speak those words. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm all done. I put, you know, like put it back in my on my personage hidden, I guess. Wow, I oof, yeah. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't have anyone else trialed for a while coming out here. It's gonna And the knight will just stare at you implacably. You can't even see its features through the green emerald plate mail that it wears. The helmet completely obscuring a face. So it was just like a day job. It would, who are you? Just thought I'd I am the headsman. It's a wonderful title. I like that a lot. Strong. Definitive. And I may need to do my duty before this trial is through. Well, the bathroom's right back there, so, you know. Hmm. 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 Did you find that one funny? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I'm going to count that as a laugh. And it just stares at you until you start walking back. All right, champ, let's go. And as you are coming back to the circle, the Fae are beginning to reassemble back into their spots. Oberon will glance up at something. You don't know what he is judging. But he will call for the other Fae to return to their places. You can hear distantly the howl of wolves beginning to grow and grow and grow. And there's a thunder crack. And the master of the wild hunt returns to his place. Two hounds bang at his side. He's got a wicked grin beneath the stag-horned helm that he wears. And then there's another whip-crack of lightning and then thunder. And then appearing in the circle right in front of you, Grawl. It's inside your beam of solidified moonlight. Is a figure dressed in white with accents of red and black, a straw hat, fine white gloves, and a bellowing voice that says, Who dares summon me to this place? You think you have power over me? 
and he'll like turn and moving around. You can see that his glasses are off and bright crimson eyes stare across the Fae and eventually land on you directly behind him. And then he'll say, But of course we're in mixed company. I just kind of give him a wave. Ah. Uh. Huh. You could have, like, look around it once more. Turn around back to you. A grawl? A sidebar? Sidebar. Sidebar. Of course. Yes. Yeah, okay. This is mostly why I did this, because I wanted Mr. Southern Gentleman in a courtroom. Growl, why are you standing trial before the Fane Moot of the Eastwood? Uh, long, long story. I was a gorilla. I made a deal. I'm, I'm truncating it a little bit. I was a mm-hmm, gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I made a deal with the Kabayu and he turned me back into me. Right, Good, right. That, okay. right. But I agreed to a favor. He came calling for yep. that favor. Uh-huh. That favor was for me to murder Sid's. You remember Sid? Good kid. Oh, yeah. uh, his stepsister. Oh. And I've kind of neglected the murdering mm, part mm, of that. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. So right. they said advocate. So this is, I've been here for like uh, all of like 10 minutes. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they requested, I requested an advocate and I thought, well, the old mage is a little busy with the whole valley thing, so I... Um, he'll named... take out a silver pocket watch from his vest and click it up and go, Oh, yeah, that would have been bad. Right, 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 right. Just about two o'clock, uh-huh. So I picked you. Right. Because hmm. you seemed like a very persuasive and intelligent gentleman. And I would normally say you have chosen excellently in your choice of advocate. But in this particular instance, I feel as though my particular methods of persuasion might fall upon... um, Deaf ears? Well, I was going to say unpersuadable minds. Right. um, Cool. Also, um, I've learned of several other avenues... That we could pursue. Oh, please um, go on. Right. Um, so I I learned about some sort of combat kind of thing. And okay, I'm not let's sure just skip on past uh, that one. Okay, we're going to skip right over that mm-hmm. one. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Fuck! Um, right, so I, I'm kind of leaving this one up to you right now. Uh, how are you feeling about a trial of words, or are you not up for that? Because... He will clap his gloved hands together. Right, all right. And he will turn back towards the assembled Archfey and say, Lords and ladies of the Eastwood, I have, of course, been chosen to be this fine young man's Kaifreth Weir, as it were, and I am humbled by that selection. Thank you very much for allowing me into your realms. As some of you may know, it has been a long time since I have crossed over into this side of the valley, and I appreciate this chance to explore new horizons while helping my mortal colleague here. And 
Oberon will say, Very well, Count. You are welcome here for this time and this time only. And the mayor will bow slightly at that. You'll see that there is a woman among these archfey wearing a high-collared, prim-looking dress. She has white hair, but sun-scorched skin, and little flakes of snow fall around her, despite the weather, which is relatively warm, balmy spring forest day. Temperate. But she will, with these bright blue eyes, catch the mayor's glance, and she will say, Count... And the mayor will kind of look at her and just grin and say, Queenie, lovely to see you again. <laughs> and uh, who is it who is accusing you, Grawl? Um, the cart over there. Pillows, cat, not just a decoration. Ah, I see. Yeah. My associate tells me that he is accused by a particular cat but decked in pillows. And Oberon will say, That is the Cot Bayoun who you address. And the mayor will say, My apologies, of course, I am unfamiliar with the ways of the Archfey, and so you must forgive any ignorance that I bring to these proceedings. If I am to advocate for my good friend Grawl here, of course, I would like to know of what he was accused. And the Cotbayoon will say, Oath-breaking, old phage. Promises unfulfilled. Something you know well of, I think. Mm-hmm. And the mayor will just kind of freeze in a way that no living creature can freeze. Perfectly still. And slowly he will pull a pair of sunglasses out of his vest pocket and put them on, take his hat off, and hand it to you, Grawl. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Just hold that for me, please. Yes, sir. Yes, I do, of course, know a thing or two about the breaking of oaths. Having been afflicted by such oaths in the past, I, of course, have a deep personal relationship with those who might be wrongfully bespelled by those who would weave such tricky promises upon a mortal. As I'm sure this, uh, cat bayou, was it? And the caught Bayoon will caught Bayoon. And 
the mayor will say. Of course, my apologies. Caught Bayoun. Again, I am unfamiliar with your ways. You must forgive a simple mayor of a small town from the dry lands. A simple country vampire. <laughs> Say vampire just one more time. A vampire. A vampire. That's good. That's good shit. <laughs> I'm chalking this up as a win right now, just like for real. No matter I'm what, I'm having happens. a good time. Yeah. yeah, I miss this guy. I'm pretty well. Yeah. So I suppose I must ask first and foremost, Grawl, under what circumstances did you make this deal? Um. Well, I I was a gorilla. And you would, of course, inform those gathered here that you are not a gorilla now. Correct. You are, in fact, a hobgoblin? I am a hobgoblin. Born and raised. Hobgoblin. That is a familiar word. Mr. Goodfellow, are you not sometimes referred to as hobgoblin yourself? And Robin Goodfellow will say, well, my reputation precedes me clearly. And the mayor will say, So you had been transformed from a hobgoblin into a gorilla? Mm-hmm. That is, that is true, yes. And under what circumstances did you find yourself transformed in such a way? Um, uh, let's see here, uh... We ventured um, to stop the spreading of a realm scar. That was the Eastwoods, right, Mike? That was the first one? Yeah. Okay. Um, We ventured to uh, seal up a realm scar in the Eastwoods um, that was freezing and... uh, mm, How do I say it? Uh, Transforming the wildlife, causing... Unknown chaos. Um, we ventured through the realm scar to seal it, and upon entering the realm scar, we were all transformed into beasts. A common uh, occurrence in members. some of the outer planes. Planar transformation is not unheard of. Uh, certain members of the party uh, felt more animalistic tendencies. Uh, they did not seem themselves. Terrible, simply terrible. But you, of course, retained your faculties, even in your gorilla form. Uh, I'd like to think so, but I, you know, gorilla brain. A gorilla brain. One might even say that you were afflicted in such a way with this gorilla brain. you You could say that, yeah. That sounds... As close as true as it possibly could get. I, and I'm and you would words. Uh, posit that, of course, hobgoblins in your faculty as uh, master tacticians and great warriors are, in fact, smarter than gorillas? Uh, that is accurate, yes. Uh, yeah, we uh, have marched on the... Uh, the Gosh, I see people smiling in the screens, and I'm just like, fuck, pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. 
Keep we going, are. baby. You're doing amazing. Am I? Am I? I'm not. <laughs> Master tacticians, yes. Uh, we've been called that on multiple occasions. Uh, we have one of the largest uh, standing armies in the valley. In fact, uh, one led by one little nine lives right now. I'm familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. But, of course, you would posit, now this is just a yes or no, that hobgoblins are smarter than your average gorillas. Yes. Yes. And he'll turn towards the Archfey. So, we are positing that this mortal man, Grawl, was, while transformed, lured into making a deal without his full capacity as a warrior and a strategist would normally allow. Hardly seems fair, he says, looking towards the Kat Bayun. So how can such a deal be made with one's faculties reduced in such a way? It seems as though the Kat Bayun may have lured this mortal while he was unable, incapable of making these sorts of decisions for himself. And the rest of the Archfair are going to look towards the Kat Bayun. And the Kat Bayun will just smile and say, If this one is to have an advocate, I too would wish for one to speak for the Kat Bayun. Is this... Agreeable, Lord Greenvane, he says, looking over to Oberon. And Oberon says, Do you not know your own business, Kotbayun? And the Kotbayun will say, Of course, Lord Oberon, but the vampire speaks of arcane transformations, and who better to ask over such a subject than our own blood crone? And all eyes turn towards the blood crone, and she will say, It is my speciality. Seeing the future and changing what's in it. And Robin Goodfell will say, If there was that one time you turned that fellow into a newt, I don't think he got better. And Oberon will say, Let us continue this farce, then. And the Cotbaron will look towards the Blood Crone, and the Blood Crone will look towards the Cotbaron, and they will exchange a nod with each other. As though this may have been pre-prepared. What a dick! The blood crone will step out from her own circle of light and begin facing off against the mayor. And she'll say, 
Of course, there were mitigating circumstances to this one's transformation, were there not? Mitigating circumstances. A certain... And she'll snap her gaze towards you. Amulet. I don't believe I was wearing one. And yet... And yet... Did you not wear one upon your return from the Beastlands? Uh believe I tried one on and it did nothing. But you did wear one. Uh, I put it on at one point. What sort of amulet was this that you put on at one point? Uh, At the time, it was a gross little wriggly kind of thing that we had... uh, uh, found in the Beastlands. And from whence did you acquire such an amulet? Uh, a little potato man who had stolen all of our goods while we were beasts. And do you know where this potato man came from? Uh, I do now. I do now. At the time, I did not. And where is that? Uh, a place called Lang. And there's kind of a silence that runs through the Archfey. And the mayor will say, oh, son of a bitch. And the blood crone will smile and she'll say, so, an amulet given to you by a creature of Lang. No, didn't we only have three? Yeah, I I was the one who put it on you after we left to try to fix the gorilla thing, and it didn't work. Yeah, so, like, that's the thing, is, like, we all went through and whatnot. We could only afford to get three. Right, so I didn't have one. I'm just making sure I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. So, uh, I would, like, I want to reiterate that fact to uh, the court, that they were acquired... Not, I think by me? Yeah. Or at least I don't by think, me and Tirza. Yeah. I don't think... Did I stay... I stayed back at the... Um, yeah. You were at, at the platform. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, I'll give them the full rundown of... I was not there when they were acquired. We did not have enough. So, I didn't wear one going through any sort of portal. Um and that upon uh like putting one on it did nothing because it's not mine small favors indeed that this one did not traverse with a lawless pendant placed upon their breast yet were not the laws that would warp his mind be break should he place such a pendant over his neck Crossing his brow, reducing the bestial nature which may have inflicted upon him. Can you say for certain that this lawless pendant didn't remove at least some modicum of the curse placed upon your flesh? Uh, I was a gorilla. And yet you thought enough to be 
not a gorilla any longer. Is that right? I mean, does a gorilla want to be a gorilla? A gorilla does not think either way. Have you have you met a gorilla? I've been a gorilla. So you, as a gorilla, would know that you weren't something else as the gorilla, so you transformed yourself back while believing that you couldn't transform yourself back? Morphic resonance, my fancy archfey. A thing wishes to be a thing unless it has been warped, twisted, rent of law. I'll posit that this one was in full capacity upon making a deal with the Cot Bayoon. Were you grawl when you struck this deal? We're talking physically, mentally, spiritually. You knew you the were making a soul. deal with an arch fay, did you not? It was a very big cat. Hmm. and will grin from across the circle. Did you know that you were trading for a favor with the Cot Bayoon? Did I? I think I did. I think I did. Been a while. No one do it. No one say that. No one do the song. Thank you. I think the gorilla brain did. And she'll turn to the rest of the Archfey. I posit that this one's mind was not hampered by the physical transformation. A lawless pendant was used. The laws of the multiverse be break upon one who would wear it. And there's a murmur that runs through the Archfey. Oberon staring at you seriously, and he'll say, Did you use such a pendant? Uh, I had a pendant placed upon me. I was a gorilla. And the other murmur runs up and down. You see that some of the Archfey are murmuring to themselves. Some are looking at you slightly aghast. And the mayor will step in and say, But of course, you were doing all of this in regards to the closing of a... What was it again? I'm sorry. Realm Scar. A realm Scar. That's right. Thank you. Other, other planes. And these Realm Scars, they of course lead to other outer planes. They do, yes. And their influence can cause untoward harm, as I well know, as one did plague my lands quite recently, before it was dealt with by our good friend Grawl here and his compatriots. Oh, all true, yes. 
and you would not have become a gorilla had you not been working to close that realm, Scar? Uh, yes. So one might posit that were it not for the presence of this realm, Scar, in the Eastwood, you might never have needed the services of the Cotbayoon. That is very true. Intriguing. Now, how far did you travel to find the Cotbayoon after you had closed this realm, Scar? Uh... I don't know. I don't it was less than a day. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I short jaunt from the location of the realm's guard to where the Cotbayoon was. A short jaunt. Short jaunt. So you would say that uh, within several leagues at the very least. At the very least, yes. So one might even posit that this realm scar was within the Kat Bayoon's own territory. Yes. Uh, the sphere of influence from the uh, realm scar was quite vast. How strange that a realm scar of such power might not only exist, but propagate itself within the realm of one of the Archfey without his knowing? Yeah, it would be very strange uh, for anyone not to notice. There were blizzards, uh, snowstorms, uh, exceedingly large wolves, uh, cultists, and and the like. Cultists? weird for anyone not to know about that. And so with all of this strange activity about, the Katbayun surely should have known. Surely. And so in closing this realm, Scar... You combated a threat that, of course, the Katbayun knew about, but was seemingly powerless to stop? It would seem so. We didn't receive any help. And the Blood Crone will say, And yet you threw yourself within this portal of your own free will? Uh, in an attempt to close it, uh, we came in contact with the portal, and we were unwillingly flung through it. But, as mortal heroes do, you flung yourself at the jaws of danger, knowing there might be consequences. Uh, right. Consequences, yes. The consequences is, are... Um, hmm, I don't know. The entire Eastwood uh, becomes a blizzard hellscape, or we stitch up a realm scar. Those, those are the two things. And the mayor will step in and say, And so you chose the path of heroism. That is true. And the blood crone will say, And so you chose the path of reckless abandon. Uh, no, we uh, uh, we make uh, very thorough plans uh, going into all of our uh, uh, altercations. And the Blood Crone true. will say, It's true. Proof! Proof! We have no proof of such plans, of such contested and thought through 
complications. Mortals lie, she'll say as though it's like an absolute fact. And the mayor will say, well, of course, we can bring proof of the truth of these matters. There are other witnesses that we might call to this trial. Uh, yes. Our, our three other party members, and we had um, uh, a fourth uh, member to, to accompany us. And the mayor will sweep his arms wide. Plenty of folk who might speak to the character of Grawl and his companions as well. And he'll look to you and they'll like make a hand gesture like, yeah, keep him coming. Um, yes, uh, we have. Uh, is he looking for specifically like the names of those four people or is he looking for just a list of all of the people like in general that throughout the, like our travels? Folk who might vouch for your character. Oh, folk who might vouch for my character. If you're looking for specific information um, about all of our battle plans, a uh, person who was there the entire time uh, would be Cherish Iron Strike. She has a keen mind, one would say. Um, other people that can vouch for uh, my character. Uh, let's see here. The... Hmm. Gosh, this is difficult because I don't want to put anyone in particular danger of being here. Uh, I did have an encounter with Shamaron the Wise, um, and they seemed particularly um, nice and uh, vouched for my uh, importance to uh, closing the rifts in general. Uh, our very own uh, Lucidian Lyodon, uh, who's daughter was uh, selected for uh, how should I say it? Removal by the Kotbeyun. And the Kotbeyun will say murder. Hmm. Murder. Murder. Right. Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. That was very touchy. Oof. Not something I would agree to. Against my character. <laughs> And the mayor will say, We could, of course, call these folks to this trial in order to vouch for the character of this humble mortal here, that he might have found his way, indeed, to a spot of heroism in which the Katbeyun himself could not rise to such an occasion. So one might even posit that if our good Grawl here were such a hero and did such daring acts that the Katbayun might have even well owed Grawl a favor and another ripple of murmurs runs through the archfey Cherish, Tirza, Sid. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, guys. The last time you saw Grawl and Etsuko, they were walking away from the mess tent, you having dragged Sid away to try to not interrupt their uh, charming stroll. Sid, but I imagine that Grawl, or that, sorry, that Judah and Delilah and I are just sticking our heads around tents to see if we can, can't spot them. So, Cherish and uh, Sid, are you following Tirza and Judah and Talila as they're going about this somewhat yeah, I, questionable escapade? I don't know if I know anything about this. Because, like, I left before any of that to, to go talk to Darren. And I think by the time we were done, everybody was gone from the mess tent. So, like, I, I don't know where anyone is. Yeah. Probably. Sid, what about you? I think I'd be joining all of them. Okay. So you would like so all but Cherish sneaking through the camp would mm-hmm. be in a decent position to see this strange altercation occur, in which Grawl, confronted by a small elvish knight, suddenly grabs them by the back of the neck and wheels them away from Etsuko. Etsuko standing there, flummoxed, staring strangely. Oh. Oh no. Um, and you see her break be... and give chase. Yeah, would we be required to make a roll to put together what is going on? It's it's fairly obvious, but give me an insight check. Okay. Secret girlfriend. Yeah. Sure. I'm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't say anything. You just don't. Just don't. I'm fairly good at those. That is a 21. Nice. See, there we go. Yep. <laughs> Just got to hold off on saying it until after the roll. Don't be don't be brought down by your hubris. <laughs> and Sid? Uh, I got uh, 16 plus 6, so that'd be 22. Okay. Damn yeah. you, you rogue bastard. <laughs> the two of you see this, and Sid, you are kind of stuck in your tracks as you put the facts together very, very quickly, and you hear a, a squeaking voice uh, that is uh, coming out of this knight's uh, helmet as she is wheeled away from this situation. Oh, well, this shit. This is bad. This is not good. And yeah, you see Etsuko break her stunned silence to give chase. And they break line of sight, moving away towards another like alley made of tents. Oh, I'm go. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. Judah and Talila following, and you come towards this alleyway just in time to see a short armored figure come sprinting out of the walkway between two tents. She moves with a fantastic amount of speed. You see Etsuko kind of like glancing past the knight as she like sprints past. And there's a moment of hesitation where it looks like she's about to maybe go after her. But then she turns and moves back towards the alleyway. And she will stop staring and you come up 
behind her as she's just staring into this alley. What do we see? Yeah. You come up behind her? Yeah. Okay. You see a glowing realm scar torn into the air. Oh. Pulsing up from the trodden dirt here, rippling with green and yellow light. And in all but color, it looks exactly like the smallish realm scar you saw when Ozzy Dahaka disappeared. And Etsuko will stare and start taking a few steps forward towards the rip in reality. To cast Divine Sense, if I could. Okay. You detect no evil or good, necessarily, uh, but there is a strong fey presence coming from that realm scar. It's maybe the size of a dinner plate? Uh... It's, uh, it's Faye. Uh, and Etsuko will turn suddenly and shit. look back towards these people who are now crowding behind her. Um, do you think Angie, Angie? What, what, what happened? Where is, Gual was just, he ran this way. Where did, uh, I look for the, for the, I look for Angie. Give me a perception check. Sure. Uh, that's going to be a 24. <laughs> uh, you Without see fear. that she is uh, sprinting pretty quickly back towards where you came, uh, towards the temple. People are kind of getting shoved aside, and she's kind of parkouring through a crowd of Jarashir and Guardian Guild members. Okay, well, that's not really... Shit. Crawl did roll very high on his intimidation check to scare her away. Yeah, that's that's true. She's going to the tent. She's going to the tent. Good directions. Fuck. Okay. Well, at least it's not like uh, a body, which is sort of what I was expecting when we walked back here. Oh, this Why is would not you, good. What, what is happening? Okay, um, so there's, um, uh, so Grawl, that, that, that Sid's, God, there's so much to explain. So that's Sid's sister, and Grawl was kind of supposed to kill her, but like, obviously. Grawl made a deal her. with an Archfey. Yeah, that one. We're assuming that oh. what just happened is that Grawl did not fulfill his promise so the con has fight. him now, probably. That's well, not shit. great. We have to go after him, right? I mean, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I can't get through that, and I don't think you can either. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, it's about the size of a dinner plate. Yeah, it's pretty small. Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sid actually holds that's, the light. Good. <laughs> that's in character. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, can we try and like pull it open? I don't know. I just close them. I don't open them. Well, I could. Okay. Have you seen Cher? I mean, has have we seen Cherish anywhere? No, she's been she's with Darren somewhere. Oh shit, we do. Yeah, we should have Cherish with us. Um, I agree. Um, I, I can. I, I can, can try to do the thing. The like, you uh, know. Let's try that. I'm gonna thing. go find. I'm gonna go find Cherish real quick. Do not go in there without me. Um, and then I run off, uh, shouting for Cherish. Okay. Etsuko stands just in front of this rip in reality, staring down at it. You can see her hands balled into white-knuckled fists. Hey, it's... It's okay. If an archfey has him, it is not okay. I mean, no, it's not like... Oh, everything's great and fine and dandy, but Grawl is pretty capable, and um, it doesn't always seem it, but he is pretty smart, and I think he's going to be okay. Certainly smarter than a gorilla. Roll for deception. He's certainly, I would say, smarter than uh, the average gorilla. (laughs) Has better mental faculties. I'm still so mad that no one has said innocent by reason of gorilla yet. I'm sorry. I just have to put that out into the world. (laughs) I call a mistrial. Tweet about this. (laughs) And Etsuko will say, I could... Get somebody through that. I mean, just one somebody. You saw how I, you remember how I I shrank that snake that one time? Yeah. I can do that to people as well. Uh, Okay, so when Cherish and Sid are back, we can... Uh, we can try that. I I could, yeah. And Judah steps forward and he'll say warningly, Etsuko, and her hands will quickly move towards the book that rides at her belt. Etsuko, you beautiful idiot. Oh, she's got it bad, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't help that I just paid her a very nice compliment. So, <laughs> yeah. Tears, are you trying to do anything? Like, Tearza wants to, but Olivia wants to see where this is going. Um, yeah, I mean, I will, like, reach forward, like, for the book. Okay. Um, but it just depends on how quick she is about it. Well, I think this usually is adjudicated by dice. Uh, so <laughs> I think I'm going to need some kind of dexterity check from you. Uh, do you so have a particular one, sleight of hand? or? I think I'm going to need a dexterity check from you. Oh, okay. That's that's fine, too. 
let's just tear the like the whole thing open, make a big realm scar, and then we just dump all of the troops through and let's fuck up the fan mood. I mean, I agree with that. No more gods. <laughs> but I know. Uh that is a let me just double check. Just took a right? Sharp turn into Mott just now. <laughs> that yeah. time. This has it's been Reed's plan the entire time. Every day it's seeping <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's a that's a, tw- a solid twelve. Oh, which does not beat her really solid thirteen. No. Oh no! Uh, oh. You speedy devil. But if you think about me really hard, Demon. you Most. you have saving face. If you're trying to be like a hobgoblin, <laughs> and just imagine she squirms out of your grasp. The book flying open almost without her actually touching it. And there is a shimmer of black and purple light that surrounds her, and suddenly she is very wee and scampering towards the portal. Can I pick her up? That, was, si- to... that was silly of you, Esco. <laughs> Get over here. Give me an <laughs> athletics check. Get over here. Yes, you throw a, a chain spike at, at twenty five. Oh yeah. Try to beat that. That's cool. She did I felt pretty good about her dirty twenty, but yeah, you're twenty-five. Uh damn. You grab her like a toddler trying to run towards a uh swimming pool. Yeah. See what you have. A shrinking spell. No. Oh this is good. This is very good. She she screams at you, let me go. Is it slightly high pitched because she's smaller? Let me go! Uh, <laughs> no, like literally, just just wait like a second, and then we can all go through together. It's we don't know what's on the other side of that. And she says, "I don't care." Like I, I just, I just need you to like be smart about this. He wouldn't want you to put yourself in danger. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Play into the hot strings. That is an 18. And she'll stop struggling after a moment and just kind of deflate a little bit. Oh, it's okay. I, I'm sure Sid's very quick. And I can like look over my shoulder to see if they're back yet hand still on her shoulder her small shoulder you set her down oh am i do uh, how small is she uh she's like three feet tall um she's adorable i know it's so cute uh yeah i'll set her down but i will keep my hand like on and judo will kind of circle to now put himself in between the realm scar (laughs) and etsuko just like my man playing goalie (laughs) Talila has a kind of shocked look on her face, staring at this miniature Oni. <laughs> she seems almost disappointed that the bones are smaller now. <laughs> oh. oh man! Uh, are they back? Yet? Are they back yet? Are just Cherish, you waiting? hear Sid screaming your name. Oh, what's happening now? <laughs> 
I'm sure it's all going to be good, said Darren Dunn. Or it could be the end of the world. Who knows? Thus, those two things. Matter. I mean, it is either. It, there is no in between. Um, I'll, you know, be a little like, in between. Sid, I'm right a little here. In between. Marco. Sid, you quickly find Cherish. <laughs> okay. Crawl got taken by an archfey. We got to go. And I Told just you. grab Cherish by the hand and we're going to fucking run. Oh, I'll, I'll be right behind you then. All right. Okay. They're gone. Yeah, I'm calling back. I fucking told you. <laughs> and Cherish, you are dragged to this realm scar. Uh, by the time you get back, Etsko has dismissed her uh, shrink person spell. <laughs> okay, I'm doing that on all of us. Okay, well, wait, what's... Okay, so Grawl was taken by an Archfey. Like, is it the one I'm thinking? Or yes. is it more complicated mm-hmm. than that? It is, no. no, it's the one you're thinking of. Okay, well, why? He hasn't... He did not kill Sid's sister? Yeah, she's here. Yeah, no. Uh, Best laid plans. Oh, I'm so fucking mad. Um, Okay. Yeah, we we have have to get in. How much do I know about face stuff? What do I have to roll for face stuff? Give me a roll for face stuff. I'm going to assume that's Arcana. Yes. Well, I mean, Arcana or History, uh, depending on which one you choose, you'll get different information. I guess, I guess I would, I'm guessing I'm going to do Arcana because I guess, because I, you know, I want to use advantage, obviously. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so like, you know, probing Maz, like, okay, so he's refused three times, you know, does that mean he's dead now? Or like, is like, what's the situation? Can I figure out what is, what the situation is mm-hmm. from my own knowledge and fucking TMF? That is Dirty Johnny. And Maz would say in her newly layered voice The Fae do not kill those which break their bargains. A mortal is no good to them dead. They do not wish to use the souls like fiends do. They wish to use his potential, his power. Okay. If he has broken a bargain with them, he may be compelled to do as they wish. Okay. So, he's more than likely not dead. Okay. That's good, says Judah. Yeah, Yeah, like, right? There's good news and bad news, as always. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they still want to, you know, use him, right? There's, There's potential there. Kind of explain all the stuff that Maz said to me um so 
I don't know what we're going to be walking into. I mean... Jessica's just going to stare at you for a long moment. If they use him, that means they also have access to his patron. It does. Stop that. Right now. Potentially. I'm confused. Don't the Archfey live here in the valley? They live here in the valley, right? Yes. That's so where where is this going? It's definitely Faye, but everyone will turn and kind of like look at the realm scar when Sid asks, Well, where is this going if they all live in the yeah. valley? Grawl. <laughs> yes. That's me. The Blood Crone and the Mayor stare at you, and Lord Oberon will say, Very well. Call your first witness, then, mortal, that we might judge your character. Okay. I'd like to bring forth Cherish Iron Strike. Very good. What does this look like? <laughs> just reaches through the portal and grabs her. <laughs> I'm standing there musing about the the uh, properties of this realm scar and <laughs> what it entails. And as you all stare at the realm scar, as Sid asks, where does this lead? Some of you glancing back to Cherish, the smart one of the party, and all you see is a second realm scar on the ground, slowly <laughs> beginning to grow towards the first. What the fuck? Holy Jesus. Is and Cherish did is there? gone, yes. I assume. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting it. Alright, let's go. When did Cherish make a deal with an Archfey? I'm confused. I don't know, but that's bad. Right? Like And you can see the first realm scar begin to swell slightly at the presence of the second. Alright, I was at oh god, okay, but is this gonna go crazy and like expand all over the place if we go through it? Hey, we can't close it unless we bring something from the other side, so we that's have to go. True, let's go. Let's fucking do this. Yep. But if it's from here in the valley to another place in the valley, the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm here. I'm trying to be more of a good paladin. Strike like lightning, fuckers. Let's go. (laughs) And Judah will say, how are there two of them now? How did they manage? What's happening? I don't know. I mean, the cot is very powerful. I don't. That's low tier shit. Less talky, more jumpy. Yep. And again, the realm scars are still maybe only the size of serving platters now. Oh shit. But are like growing towards each other, right? Slowly. Okay. Um. All right, Etsuko, can you do that on all of us? The the shrinky thing. No. How many people can you do it to? One more. Oh. 
All right. It's got to be go. me. Yeah, Sid, you should go. I'll wait. Oh. I thought I was going to have to fight you on that one. Yeah. No. Let's do this. I'll wait until it's big enough and then I'll jump through. Great. And she'll stare at you and kind of grit her teeth a little bit. And you can tell tears as you're standing next to her that she's like, she wants it to be her. Oh, only one more, like one other yeah. person. Yes. Well, she was oh, a after oh, all. Yeah. Yeah. Two spell slots. Yup. <laughs> I I, 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 I figured that. that spell I, I figured that. that spell could shrink more than one person at a time, but no, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. I don't how to do it's magic. Very good on enemies. <laughs> yeah. Um Does she look like she's not gonna do it? As everyone else like stares at her, she'll kind of nod and then cast Reduce person on Sid. Yeah. I'm going to jump in. Let's do this. Which one do you go through? Um, I jump through the... I jump through the Cherish one. Okay. Cherish. You find yourself in a darkened hollow, surrounded by beams of ephemeral light, archfey within, archfey within the beams. Standing just behind you is Grawl, the mayor of Blue Gulch. Standing just in front of you is a wizened hag with crimson skin and a hooked nose. You are hey. surrounded on all sides by Archfey. You're not going to be happy about this. Yeah, I gathered that. I, I'm not happy about it either. Um. Oh, wow. Um. So some... Mm, what? Can I update him on the situation really quick? Can we have a sidebar? Sidebar really quick? And the mayor will say, we were sort of in the middle of something. Yeah, which is great. But so however Grawl got here, it like made a little mini realm scar. And now I'm guessing that I've now made another one and everyone is probably freaking out. And, and everyone will sort of turn towards the blood crone and Obron will say Hecate what have you done and the blood crone will turn towards Grawl towards Cherish towards the mayor and say Eeth think this place gets made by simple chance, huh? You think this realm gets conjured from what? The ether? No mere 
Dempsey, this. No. This is all that's left, lords and ladies. And her voice is beginning to change and crack. This is all that's left of your precious Feywild. Everything else has burned or drowned. So when you call your court, when you call your trials, this is what you get. And this is all I'll give. And it will keep growing until this trial is done. And I think it is there that we're going to take our break. And when we return, the trial continues. What the fuck? Dance off! Alternate episode titles, because one just wasn't enough. Judgment at Feinmoot. To kill a mocking growl. Paths of Grawly. A few good grawls. Anatomy of a Fey Pact. Aaron Grolkovich. Miracle on Eastwood Street. Inherit the Grawl. A time to cot. A Grawl for All Seasons. Legally Grawl. Legally Grawl 2. Grawl Shaman. Grawl in Order. Fey Intent. Grawl in Order. Special Cot Bay Unit. Grawl in Order. Miami. My Cousin Vinny, but instead of Joe Pesci, it's just Grawl. Kramer vs. Kramer vs. Grawl vs. the Archfey. Ruth Bader Grawlsburg. Find Me Grawlty. The Grawl Mile. Murder in the First to Grawl. Conduct Unbecoming of Grawl. The Wrong Grawl. And the Cane Mutiny. Okay, okay, that's enough. Let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, Grawl was on trial for a crime he probably didn't commit. Probably. Well, I didn't commit the crime. The crime. crime. I backed out on a favor. <laughs> crime, though, did not happen. Look, I've seen this episode of The Wire. I know how it ends. Uh, but <laughs> does, it end? Do I, does, the, does it get off? Hmm. Let's just say Omar's coming. That's all I'm saying. Um, what does that mean? I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, you'll find out, I guess, then. Go watch The Wire. We have to stop recording. <laughs> real quick. Gonna watch all Character research. Quick. Yeah. But yes, uh, Grawl stood trial before the Feyenmoot, the gathering of Archfey, for the crime of, apparently, not fulfilling his bargain with the Kot Bayoun. That bargain, of course... Made Grawl not a gorilla, but in exchange, he needed to murder Sid's half-sister. He did not do that on several occasions, and that's what brought us here. Hey, thanks. But Just like real life. Thankfully, he was able to call forth some allies in the form of an advocate, that being the mayor of Blue Gulch, Ezekiel Von Zorovich himself, who was just absolutely thrilled to be here. Oh my gosh. And I was thrilled to have him there. It was what what a perfect choice. He's just a, a simple country vampire. <laughs> but now given the opportunity to conjure witnesses to uh 
basically establish his character as a hero so that you might turn the tables on the Kat Bayoun, implying that, uh, no, it is in fact the Kat Bayoun, which owed you a favor, which seems to be the strategy that your advocate, Mayor Von Zorovich, is following. That's you called strategy. out for the help of one cherished Iron Strike. Half Elf Rogue. <laughs> no? No. No. <laughs> It's just like anytime anyone says their name now, now it's like I just assume it's going to be City and Emberlight, Half Elf Rogue. <laughs> well, speaking of City and Emberlight, Half Elf Rogue, while Grawl was standing trial for deals undone, uh, the rest of you had found that his disappearance had resulted in a realm scar, albeit a small one, but a realm scar nonetheless, and that is concerning in the middle of the Jarashir war camp. But having discovered that portal, uh, you soon discovered a second portal made by the sudden and abrupt disappearance of Cherish Iron Strike being called to the witness stand. That being said, once this information was spread throughout the fan moot, there was some uh, raised eyebrows, let us say, at the fact that realm scars were being torn into the material plane by this happening. Unfortunately, apparently the Blood Crone, who is responsible for many of the more mystical mm, things that the fan moot is capable of, has used this last shard of the Feywild to create this trial space that you find yourselves in, but in doing so has endangered the valley yet again by just poking holes in that there bubble. Seems I, like a really good use of their time. Wow. Ooh, crazy. Yeah. But what do I know about allocating resources? <laughs> but back on the material side of things, Sid Emberlite, having been shrunk down to uh, we city and Emberlite, uh, and as... that's the last, by the way. <laughs> Curiosity. Very I guess I'll question. find out when I find out. Huh? <laughs> this one's Sidian Ambulite. Doesn't D H U? But he tiny like a little baby. <laughs> Bad slap. Oh, Stormhaven. Oh, big and strong. Stormhaven. It lasts for a full minute. Okay. Okay. Hero of the people. <laughs> Hero. <laughs> Defender. Swashbuckwa. <laughs> yes. So, Sid. Yes. You have leapt through one of these portals. Mm. Quite intelligently. Mm -hmm. Do a thing. Uh, can I attempt to do a thing? Tirza, what is the thing you wish to attempt to do? Can I reach out with the thing that I can do mm. and attempt to grab Sid as he's jumping through the portal? Interesting. So as one on a boat grabbing a line being strung between someone diving off the deck of the ship you wish to grasp at that lifeline being trailed by young city and emberlight and i yeah i would like to with with the hand that's you know patting uh etsuko uh 
comfortingly. I would like to close it around her shoulder, and I'd like to grab the line with the other hand and pull. If you could please give me a charisma saving throw. Mm-hmm. Can do that. As you reach out, attempting to snare the odd tether, which you have grasped several times now. That is a 19. You reach out with not only your physical hand, but the knowledge that that tether, that cord, should be there. The force of your own power and will reaching out. You feel the cape flaring around you as you reach out. Looking back at Etsuko briefly, your hand closes on something that nobody else can see, but you can feel between your fingers. And as you look back, you see, catching the light ever so softly, where it intersects with the portal that you see just in front of you, but nowhere else, is a slim, verdant cord stretching from your hand into this realm scar to parts unknown. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, unless it just sucks us through, I'm going to be like, Hey, Judah, go get Blizz to close this, please. Thank you. Bye. And then I'm going to go through. And Judah will say, um, oh, all right. All right. And he'll sprint off. And Talila will shout, where are you going? To the wild. I don't know. And I'm Tirza not sure. leaps in after Sid. Yep. Okay. Cherish. Okay, if we want to get back, they can just open another one. It's fine. That's good, too. That's a good idea. That's a real good <laughs> idea. <laughs> the rest of the congregation of Archfey is grumbling and shouting accusations at the blood crone now in a language none of you speak. She will turn with a, a snide look on her face and say, You're the ones who wanted this place. Her countenance becoming like darker, the crimson of her skin being marred by black lines now. You're the ones who wished for some piece of home to call your own. You think that didn't come with a price? You guys of all people should know price for me. <laughs> They've grown stupid in their age. Oberon will shout down all of the chattering Archfey. Enough! Blood crone. This place will close when the trial is concluded. And the blood crone will grin and say, Of course, Lord Greenvane. And Oberon will say, Then let it be done. Turn towards the Kotbeyun. Kotbeyun. Would you give up your claim on this mortal soul? Save us the trouble of this. And the Katbeon, who really hasn't moved this whole time, will flick his tail and say, Hmm. 
No, Lord Greenvane, I think not. There's another rumble from the Archfey, and Oberon will turn and say, What is this mortal worth to you that you would risk the safety and sanctuary that we are granted? And the Katbayun will just smile and say, A story. All the stories, in fact. Hmm. Hmm. And Obron will turn to you, Grawl, and say, Do you relinquish your fighting of this deal so that we might seal this and be done? I... What does he mean by stories? All the stories. Whose stories? Cherish is like, like, looking at you very meaningfully, like... Uh... And the mayor's just gonna shake his head like he doesn't know. And Oberon will say, Would you submit yourself to the Katbayun's will and we can have done with this? No. I wouldn't be here fighting uh, like this in the first place. And the Katbayun's smile will grow. The blood crone will grin at you. Oh, great. Oberon growling will turn towards the mayor. Ask your questions. And the mayor, who's looking a little vexed by this whole situation, will turn towards you, Cherish, and say, Ah, greetings, Miss Ironstrack. It's a pleasure to see you, of course. Yay! Friends! Little slice of home. Um... My mom's doing well. I'm. Your mother left some time ago with a companion of hers. I have not seen them in uh, several weeks. Okay. Send her a message tomorrow. It's the boyfriend from the mines. It's it's. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, Cherish's yes. other stepdad. Yeah. So many. Step Daddy Deep Seam. Um, anyway. We are here, of course, to ascertain the validity of Grawl's own heroic deeds. Where that portal in the Eastwood is concerned. Oh, this I mean, this is the whole gorilla thing. Yes. We have yeah. established, of course, that a gorilla is not a hobgoblin. Okay. And that Grawl, in attempting to engage in some heroic deeds of closing a realm scar within the very domain of the Katbayun, was inflicted with this gorilladom. Uh, yes. Um, the portal led to the Beastlands, in fact. The Beastlands? Go, gorilla. 
a happy hunting ground indeed for those who wish to be prey to the predator. And you all ventured through this portal? Um, yes. And was it Grawl who led this charge? Yes. And would you say that his actions were instrumental in closing that their realm scar? Yes. I mean, we needed all of us to do it. And if Grawl hadn't been there, I don't think that we could have. And would you say that upon completion of this act that you were not necessarily looking for any kind of recompense. You did this thing out of the goodness of your hearts. Um, we don't get paid. I mean, we have. We've never been paid. <laughs> so you were not looking for some form of compensation for doing oh. this deed? No, we... I mean, the reason we went out there because was because we had information that this uh, group of people who have been maybe not opening realm scars but perhaps encouraging their growth uh, were stationed at this particular one and that was bad so we needed to get rid of them or else bad stuff would have happened in the eastwood it was already starting to spread Indeed. And how bad was it when you arrived at this place? Um, it was practically spewing out snow. And of course it was winter, so that's not exactly uncommon, but you would say that this is an unusual amount of snow? Yeah, I mean, even at the town that we were in right before entering the Eastwood... That even... town would be called... Uh, enclave, uh, not enclave, um, Crescent's Edge. Ah, I see. Crescent's Edge, of course, borders all of y'all's territory, he'll say to the assembled archfey. Even in Crescent's Edge, it, by the time that we had arrived in the year, it was unseasonably cold, and the weather was unseasonably intense for what it should have been. And should that have been allowed to continue, it would, of course, cause all manner of ecological disaster. Do you not think so? Yeah. Not to mention... Yes. Not to mention the winter wolves. Winter wolves? And those would be? Um, they were wolves. I think one of them talked. I don't quite remember. We did dispatch them quite handily. Um, but they do... You out, or they do, uh, you know, attack with ice magic. And they're quite large. And these beasts are not native to the Eastwood? Not as far as I knew. Certainly not talking ones. And the mayor will turn towards the assembled archfey. Would you all agree that winter wolves, especially that close to Lake Quelio, are not a native species to that area? There's a general murmuring of assent. Basically just conservationists, if you think about it. <laughs> We're ecological heroes. I don't say that. 
and the blood crone will step forward. Her voice kind of coming back down from the, the rough crack that she had before, and she'll say, So, you'd come to this portal, this realm scar, seeking to deal with these cultists, yes? These individuals? You did not come with the express purpose of closing this realm scar? Admittedly, we did not come with the express purpose, but it became necessary. So, mere happenstance, then, is what led to your attempts at closing this realm scar. Well, you say attempt as if it was unsuccessful. So one would then say that your successful attempts at closing this realm scar were mere happenstance then? Happenstance does not necessarily negate necessity. So you determined it was necessary? Yes. By whose measure? By our group's measure, we encountered a ramshackle fort of these, of this group of, have they been established as cultists as far as the court is concerned yet? And the mayor will say, it hadn't really come up. These cultists who are, uh, uh, have tasked themselves with the perpetuating of these realm scars had posted up outside this realm scar and we fought with them dispatched most of them and some of them retreated into the realm scar they seemed to have unfettered access it became necessary to close it and so you under your own cognition came to this place to dispatch these cultists. Under the information that we were given, yes. You were not told to come to this place, not given orders, not working as the hand of some other power? We did receive our information from Zenerva. However, she has always made it quite clear that she is not ordering anybody to do anything. Perhaps for this very for this very purpose. And the blood crone will sneer and turn towards the assembled archway. The old mage. The Arkantol. Always she worms into the hearts of mortals. She could be one of our own. Fit in quite nicely, don't you think? Is this question re- is this a question? Is it relevant to the blood crown will turn towards you <laughs> a patchy eyebrow raising on her crimson skin. The relevance, my dear fiend child is simply that there is no such thing 
as a mortal hero. Big argument. All are twisted. All sway to the weave. Oh, you should say that. More about that. Fucking, it's that moment where both like Cherish and Grawl just kind of like <laughs> yeah, turn as one. The fuck also, I just texted Olivia, my dad's Mephistopheles, bitch, I could do this all day! <laughs> I'm the princess of law, motherfucker! <laughs> all mortals are bent towards fate's design. True heroics are dead. Gone when magic went mad. Do you have proof that we are not outside the weave? What proof could I offer? All are tangled in fate's design. Unless they don't have a thread. And there's a lull that comes over the crowd. The Archfey kind of giving you strange looks. There is a bit of a slight tittering <laughs> from a certain puck. And that's Oberon. when Cherish and, or uh, Tirza and Sid come flying down from the ceiling <laughs> and just smack right into the floor. <laughs> that doesn't happen, but it'd be funny. Oberon will glance towards Robin Goodfellow, then glance back towards you, Cherish, and say, Explain yourself, mortal. I know if you are aware of whatever of the situation in Stormhaven over the past five years. Have you guys not seen the play? Have you guys not seen the play? Yeah, dog. Do you know who we are? (laughs) Yeah. Fucking sorry. Sorry, Elliot. I think they're doing a reunion tour um, pretty soon. I think, yeah, they're I think they were talking about doing a tour throughout the valley. You should check it out. Mm -hmm. Um the sequel's coming out pretty soon. Sequel's coming out. They're working on it. It's in the crazy works. It'd be wild. Yeah. Then I'm sure you're aware of the situation with the astral and ethereal planes. The Archfey will look at you imperiously, Obron, kind of staring. There's a long moment, and the realization begins creeping over you that they really do not know what you're talking about. Oh, motherfucker's just been partying forever. None of them will speak up. None of them will admit it. But there's a long, pregnant pause. Whatever has happened that made all of this necessary, the valley, I mean, 
has caused, well, the ethereal and astral planes to have merged. Those with threads cannot tread within it. But we've been there several times. Oberon will stare at you, his chin tilted slightly up, but you can see his Adam's apple bob as he swallows with the barest hint of nervousness. And he'll turn towards that tall, green-clad witch-woman with the burning copper hair, and he'll say, Miss Nevin? And this fae witch will turn her dark to light green eyes, bright green circling dark green orbs towards you, and they will flash. And you can recognize the signs of someone entering a true sight, Cherish, having done it before yourself. Mm -hmm. She stares at you, she stares at Grawl. She looks around at the others, closes her eyes, and they lose some of their luminosity. And she'll say, Something is different with these ones. And the blood crone will hiss, and the Katbayun will let out a low growl. And Oberon will say, in almost a whisper, Threadless. That's what they call us. There's a chatter that overtakes the Archfey assembled here. They begin speaking in wild voices, languages you don't recognize. Hisses and clicks and animalistic noises, the groaning of trees, the whisper of wind through willows. Oberon raises a hand and they all fall silent. He'll turn towards you, Grawl, and say, And you, you chose to follow this path? To do this thing in the Eastwood? I did. And in doing so, you took on the burden of this beast shape. I did. But you did too willingly strike a deal with the Cotbayoon. I did. If I may, Lord Greenbane. And the mayor of Blue Gulch will say, well, I guess I don't need to be here anymore. No, you... you no, please, Cherish, go. Okay. As a witness, the... The three of us did offer 
to make favors in Grawl's place, but the cop Bayoun did refuse. Three times. And there's a chatter that goes up among the Archfey. And they look towards the Kot Bayoun, and the Kot Bayoun will bristle. And it will say, Mortals lie. Hmm. Oh, but you're not mortal, right? Does anyone have zone of truth? We could solve this shit, like, right now. Like, right now. If I'm lying, then refute me. The Kotbeyun will sort of bunch up its neck, kind of growing coarse, the hair on the on its back standing up slightly, its tail flicking with agitation, its eyes sinking into you, but it says nothing. There's a low, rough chuckle coming from the master of the wild hunt. And he will say, These ones have outfoxed you, Cot. The gloam weaver's mask will tilt slightly to the side and look between the Cot Bayoon and you, Cherish. Mab is watching all of this thoughtfully. The blood crone will look at the cot with a look of disgust on her face. Refusing what the mortals could give you. Her voice beginning to crack again. And the cot will say, I do not deal with fiendish types. And Oberon will say, Liar. And the cot will say, I do not deal with spell jamming nonsense. And the blood crone will say, Liar. And the Kot Bayoun will say, I do not deal with the princes of Fey Lords. And Robin Goodfellow will say, Well, that's just a load of bullshit, and we both know it. And Oberon will say, gifts were offered, prices were refused. He'll turn towards you, Grawl. Yes. And yet still willingly you went with this creature. Had to. And Oberon will turn and glance at the Katbayun, but then look back to you and say, Now we are not sure if that is true, but mortals are known for their lies, even when they're unaware of it.
copy and will hiss slightly and say, This one is worth more than all promises to be kept. What he could unlock, you would all have done the same. Hmm. Hmm. And the mayor will finally step in and say, Well, that is maybe, but the point of fact is that it was you who succumbed to this greed. Even I, within my own domain, may have been tempted by the power this one represented, but I, for all of my hungers, did not fall to such weakness as you. The blood crone will turn towards Oberon and say, I no longer speak for this one. And Oberon will look from the Katbayun to you, Grawl, and ask, What would you have done, mortal? You have been slighted by one of the Feyenboot. I don't know if it's my place to say. And he will gesture magnanimously towards all of the assembled Archfey. This is your place to say. I, I'm not really, like, the revenge type in that regard. It, Hang on. I see you looking away, Cherish. Like, hey, revenge for Phineas Feinbrook, that one's out doing evil. This one is like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like. He was greedy. A punishment befitting that. You would have him face the punishment of greed? I don't know what that entails. Like a pamphlet? No. All right. He succumbed to a temptation. Tair is, I don't know, human? We are most decidedly not human. Yeah, well... Kapayun's acting like one, so. And Obron will turn and say, Yes, 
It acts with mortal impulses. He'll turn towards the blood crone. And she's got a withered, sunken look on her face, glancing between Grawl and the Katbayoon. In between the two of them, Puck stands, his chin held high, a beatific smile on his face. The blood crone will meet Oberon's gaze. And she will say, For how long? And Oberon will look towards you, Grawl. How long has the cop been around? You asked that? Yeah. And Oberon will say, How long? How long have mortals told stories next to campfires? Oh, so like a long time? How long have you weave tales to try to balm your hearts and minds. That was from whence the Cotbayoon did spring. How long, mortal crawl? Should the punishment of greed be levied on your accuser? I mean, they're gonna be immortal again when it's over, so I... I... And you see now that green-plated knight has moved up behind the Kotbayoon, and almost without noticing, you see that the Kotbayoon is pinned to his pile of pillows. You didn't hear a sound, you didn't see the motion, but that armored titanic figure has just pressed a gauntleted hand into the spine of the Kotbayoon and is holding the cat down as it like struggles ever so slightly, its eyes growing wide. And Oberon will turn to you and say, How long? Five hundred years? Well, he's been around for a while. And he'll nod and turn towards the blood crone. And she'll say, Five hundred years. Simple enough. And she'll move past you, kind of glancing at you, but really more glancing at your sword. Moves over to the Katbayoon. A crimson hand will come out and pluck three hairs out of his tail. And he'll let out a yowling. And she will 
sweep her robe to the side, and suddenly there's a cauldron there in the midst of you all, bubbling and spitting and hissing already. She will cast the hairs into the cauldron and wave a hand, and it will mix itself. And she'll say those old words. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Hairs to keep, and punishment too. Now, for now, the cat will be mortal. The punishment of greed, mortal needs to mortal ends. And a globule of some dark brew will come swirling up out of the pot, forming around it glass will emerge, a stopper appearing out of nothing, foomp, into the top of this vial. And the glass file of something will hover towards you, Grawl. Okay. And Oberon will say, With your trial, you have the right to administer punishment. See, this conflicts with a lot of shit that Reed doesn't like. So I'm like, okay. All right. Sure. You have this vial of potion in your hand. What do you do? Uh, yeah. Guess I'll go over to the cop, And You see it's still struggling with little twitches of its shoulders beneath the impossible weight of this armored green-clad knight. The mayor will clasp a hand on your shoulder as you walk past. Did you want something? Do what you think is right. Not what everyone's telling you to do. Right. No, like, and I'm looking at him. Did you want something? That ain't for me. All right. Just wanted to check. I didn't learn that yet. That's sad. Cherish, are you doing anything? You're still muted, bud. Um. No, I don't think that. 
think she's just kind of watching and waiting. Okay. So, Grawl, you have this vial. The Katbayun held before you. I'm pretty sure you can still, like, end this. Right? You know you can, like, drop it all. And the Katbayun will stare at you and say, Is that really how this story ends? We part ways. And he'll yowl as the grip tightens on his spine. I release you from this bargain that we struck. Hmm? That you refuse to pay. Hmm? Manipulated you might have been, but struck it you still did. It's true. And so does the Cotpeyun simply let you walk away from that? No. No, he will watch as you live with what you do. Hmm. One transformation for another, perhaps a fair deal. It was in the end. Well, I tried. Maybe next time, try not to have so much murder in it. Maybe ask for, like, I don't know popcorn or something. Hmm. 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 Uh, so how big is this vial? Is it just like a little tiny? Like a little a- tiny thing? You pop the top off with thumb. Can I can I leave him be? And just like let this go? Can I let it go? You're asking Oberon? Yeah. He'll look at you and say That is always within the power of a mortal. Choice. I mean, he messed up. It's fine. No one got hurt. You would release him from this punishment? I don't know if it's the right thing to do. Feels right. 
once this bond has been broken, you would both be free to seek each other anew. You would choose this merciful yet dangerous path. I mean... I don't know if you know this, we fought Demogorgon and we're in the Abyss and a bunch of other things, so like the list just grows, really. The mayor will say, but this is an opportunity to maybe make that list a little shorter. It doesn't feel right, though. And Oberon will say, What is your judgment, mortal? Does the cop Bayoon have any stories from 500 years ago? And the cot Bayoon will twitch under the grip of that verdant night. And it will say, Of course. From the founding, from the beginning of this place, there are many stories. How the gardener came to Stormhaven. How Zenerva brought people to this place, Archfey included. There are many stories from the beginnings of the valley. Would you all deem that appropriate payment? Punishment? Oberon will glance to you. That is what you ask in return? For his lies and trickery? A story? He's not mortal. But he could be. I'd like to think he wouldn't lie. If that is what you want, you will have it. Sounds good to me. So saith Grawl, the mortal, who has been done through trickery and misdeed by the Kotbeyun that the price and punishment of this fell-breaking of old fey oaths 
the redemption of the Kotbeyun is worth a story. The other Archfey glance between each other, some of them nodding, some of them shaking their head. Robin Goodfellow looks a little put out. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm so fine with that. My gosh. And the Kot Bayun will look at you with a mixture of confusion and anger. But it is released by the giant knight. And the Kot Bayun will say, Why? You could have been rid of me. I don't need to be rid of you. <laughs> Very well. Grawl. You wish a story. Name it. I want the longest story you've ever told. I want all of the last 500 years. That is a long story, Grawl. A mortal like you might not survive such a tale. Could you write it down? Maybe. You want the history of this valley? Hmm? You want 521 years of stories. The history of this place. It's beginning to now. That is what you seek? Yes. We could provide this. A small pittance in exchange for immortality. Hmm. And the Katbeyun will swish and flick its tail. This is done, Lord Oberon. Oberon will look towards you and look towards the Katbeyun. I believe this is done. The Kotbeun will look back towards you, Grawl, with a glint of steel in its eye, and it'll say, You'll receive your story. Soon. Hmm. 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 And it will turn and move off into the gloam. Other Archfey will begin picking themselves up and fading, seemingly as their spotlights begin to dim, moving off into twilight. The gloam weaver vanishing into starlight, the river king washing away, 
the witch queen Nisnevan striding away as she chatters with the blood crone. The web matron, the moss heart, the hex warden, the moonlit king, they all begin disappearing into darkness, eventually leaving only Oberon Greenvane and his loyal servant, Robin. Oberon will look towards you mortals who are there, the mayor and Puck, and looking at the good fellow, he'll say, I hope you're happy with how this played out. And he'll stride off into the darkness, leaving you three alone with Robin Goodfellow, who, despite himself, will smile slightly, then look back up at you, Grawl, and say, Not exactly how I wanted that to end, but you played it well enough. Did I? Did I? Did I? Charles, did I? Let's just say I'm glad that you picked me. Cool. Cool. Good. So, have you seen an angel or two in your time since we last spoke? You could say that. I just did. You could say it again. So you've seen an angel or two since last we spoke. Right, right. Just mix it mix it up though. Give it a little some something else. So you have so you've seen an angel, you know, you know. Different. Try a different approach. I'm messing with you. I'm a little. I'm riding a bit of a high right now. I thought I was going to die earlier. <laughs> no, no. It wouldn't have been death, Grawl. You would have been used like a door, doubtless. Yeah. Fantastic. The old wow. storyteller and the blood crone had <laughs> plans for you. Great, really good. But sometimes plans just need a little bit of grease underfoot. <laughs> well, good job. Toodaloo. And he'll turn. We need to get we need to get out of here before Tears and send you something stupid. Hey hey. Hey Puck. And he'll snap his fingers and turn and go, Yes? We met someone the other day. Oh, really? It's always nice to meet new people. Yeah. Right, 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 right. We did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Hmm. Looked weirdly like you, weirdly What's enough. That fella's name again? Chuck. Duck. Buck. I think we called him Buck, but that wasn't their name. That definitely wasn't their name. The Buckling. Harlot of the Buckling Vault. That was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes? them. Buck. Mm-hmm. He didn't really like that one. No. No, 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 no. Um, curious. Yeah, very curious. Um, and we were curious why you go by Puck instead of, what was it, Cherish? Something ethereal. Was it Ariel? 
and you'll see him slightly hunch, and his face will grow wide with a smile that is way, way, way too big. His cheeks should be splitting, his gums should be bleeding, as his smile distends his face, his eyes growing wide, and he'll say, Yes, that was the first. The first name I picked for myself. I'm just curious because thank they you, you for were that. Thank you. <laughs> I had almost forgotten. Ariel. <sighs> yes. The wind. That is. Huh. And he'll look off into the darkness towards where Oberon had walked and walk back, look back to you. He had almost made me forget. <laughs> ah, delightful. Truly, you are angels. Thank you for that. If you see anyone with this handsome face. I recommend you kill them as quick as possible. If the ladies or queens find out what you know, you'll be in for fate worse than death. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> the list does indeed grow. Well, that didn't go away, I thought, but have fun, you crazy kid. Oh, so much fun. <sighs> You know, I think I'm going to go kill the King of Thama. Excellent. Excellent. Maybe, maybe, maybe hold off on that one. Have fun, all of you, with uh, the whole Stormhaven thing. I always had a fancy for the Bard's Guild, and they've been turned to such corruption these days. Terrible, terrible shame. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? Oh... Nothing in particular that you don't already know. Lion-haired fellow. Infernal manipulations. All right. But if you see him, and he'll look towards you, Cherish, you should slice his throat. <laughs> kind of at the top of the list right it's now. kind of at the top of the list yeah yes yes a list that's what i need a list and he'll turn and start moving away again yes you first oberon turned him into the fucking the bride from kill bill <laughs> you fools <laughs> lucille bluth voice good for him <laughs> Mm-hmm. No gods, mm-hmm. no masters. I'm kind mm-hmm. of on board with this. <laughs> yeah. This could yeah. be really good or break real bad for us. It's good. The mayor and will come up to you, Grawl, and hold out a hand for his hat. Oh, right, right. Your lovely, lovely hat. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, and he'll kind of like look around at the big dark space you're all in. Um, How, how do we... Is there some sort of mechanism by which you have 
all arrived here that we might make our egress? Um, I just sort of share sure the brains. I, I do not mind necessarily being on this side of the mage's reach, but uh, there is a city that needs my help. Though things There's have been rather some... quiet since our hobgoblin f- uh, friends passed by. Something tickling at the back of my brain. Something that may have been lost. It's telling me there's really no trick to it. <laughs> we just... Just, just want to go home? Go? Just... And as you think that, there is a quick snap and crackle. And suddenly... A pop. With a pop... There he is. You find yourselves standing between two tents, Talila and Etsuko staring at you. You idiots. You did the stupid thing. And Etsuko wasn't even part of it. Will say Wait, did Sid and Tirza find you? No. What did they do? Sid, Tirza. Yep. Jesus. Just texting Elliot to say, are Sid and I just like, God, this thread is really long. What's going on here? Oh, this is great. This is so great. Who's your crap? (laughs) Sid. Yes? Mini Sid. Yes? Sidiature. (laughs) There it is. Got there. Got it. Uh, Got it. With a bounce and a hop, you leapt through a portal that had mm-hmm. just appeared in the ground. You felt a slight tugging sensation at the small of your back, somewhere attached to the sternum, like a thread going through you out the base of your spine as you fell through this place. And you are falling. Suddenly, violently, wind lashing at your face. Tirza, you are quickly beginning to experience this as well, as you are not far behind Sid, as you plummet straight down towards a light and dark dappled ocean. Strange islands here and there. Some bright with sunlight, some dark with night. A churning vortex off in the distance alight with elements, chips of earth flowing like water, water bursting into steam as it connects with fire roiling. And you're falling. And Tirza, you are falling. You're holding on to Sid, grasping at the thread that connects you, this cord, this link between you. Dragging down. No, um, I'm gonna, can I, is there a way to, I know it's not like physical, but is there a way to like reel him in? 
I mean, I know we're still both falling, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Your cake, your your cape flapping behind you, causing some drag. You yank Sid up towards you. His tiny little body uh, being jerked through the air, slapping back towards you. Uh, I, I don't understand. Where's Grawl and Cherish? It's a little Sidlet. <laughs> wow, when did Joe Mulaney get here? <laughs> <laughs> John, thanks for joining the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. <laughs> um, you guys are on your way to a secondary location, right? Now, so you know, racing smarts. Uh, I don't know. I, I did. I do this. Uh, the ground is hurtling towards you. You see an island below you. This one, dark, is coming up towards you faster and faster. I look around to see if I can see Grawl or Cherish falling. No. I don't see where they went. It's just John Mulaney. It's just John Mulaney. <laughs> it's John Mulaney, but it's John Mulaney doing his kid. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> literally the last, like literally the last time that we did this, we only got out of it because we had that contact other plane. I, I don't, the ground is hurtling up towards you, closer and yeah. closer. You're moments away are from the impact. Any, are there any threads inside of Sid? Anything I feel like I can follow? Can I just, like, stick my hands into his chest and pull on something? Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird time for a betrayal, but sure. No no witnesses. No witnesses. Oh, I mean, that's foreshadowed. It, we yeah. foreshadowed it for the, from the uh... <laughs> from the shadows over Drift, Drift Chapel. Chapel. Uh -huh. Yeah, Give I've me actually been evil this whole time. Charisma <laughs> saving throw. Uh, that is a, I think I have a plus six. Sorry. Let me just double check. Yeah. That's 19 again. Okay. Rooting around, you feel the connection between yourself and Sid. And if there's another cord leading from him, you don't know how to access it. You're holding the connective the tether. Cord, yeah. The ground coming up to meet you suddenly, brutally. The inevitable end to these things screaming towards you. Sid, you're being clutched close to Tirza's armored body as you're both hurtling towards the ground. Are you trying to do anything? 
Yeah, uh, we have pocket watches, or I have a pocket watch. Uh, I am going to. What what is the time on the pocket watch? The time on the pocket watch is two p.m. Well, no, I can't can't call can't call the old mage this time. Um, let's call. Hey, Shamra on the Wise work last time. <clears throat> You're screaming oh. toward the ground, less than yep. 300 feet now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, this is Sid. Please come and help us quick. As you're hurtling faster and faster towards the ground. I am going to, this is like a totally irrational, um, uh, irrational thing. It's not going to help. It's not going to keep Sid from dying. But Tirza is going to, like, attempt to get herself on the bottom of this to take, like, the full brunt of this fall. It's, that's not how falling works. But that's the last, she's like, I don't. This is so... I can't believe this is where we're at again. So, what he can do is as you hit the ground, Sid can, can stab jump. you and then uncanny dodge oh, away. Yeah, oh um, shit. Uh, directly the back damage. up into the air. <laughs> Tears is shaking him like, you can, uh, you can stab me and uncanny dodge away. Um... Stupid. As you shout into the pocket watch, screaming for Shamar on the wise for a literal Deus Ex Machina. Yep. The ground hurdles up to meet you. And that is precisely what it does. It meets you. Because as you strike the ground, Tirza, suddenly you're just on the ground. It's as though you were always standing there. There's no slap of momentum, no burst of gravitational force shooting your spine up through your mouth. You're on the ground, clutching at Sid, looking around. There is, um, it's probably really obscure the the obscenity that she's using because it's probably some like deep cut scripture but Tirza is just saying some shit like speaking some tongues right now and you've suddenly found yourselves on the shore of an island the waters behind you are crystal clear but it is nighttime In the distance, you can see a small amount of light from some burgeoning day that may never come. Stars wheel in the air above you. The cold, crystalline waters lap at the shores. Behind you, on the island itself, a dark woodland stretches out. Strange, luminescent plants glow in that darkness. Animals cry, birds call out with song. Something enormous moves through some trees in the distance. There's a crack of wood, a scattering of birds. 
but the sound that greets you the most is the low roll of waves. Well, that was unexpected. Hug Sid and is like, I'm so glad you're not dead. I <laughs> cannot believe that that just happened again. And as you hug really Sid, suddenly sorry. he grows to his full size. It's just like, oh, oh. We're alive. We didn't die. He grows <laughs> to his full We're not size. Dead. Oh my god. Four feet tall. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where the fuck <laughs> are we <sighs> I don't know uh, I look around again do I see any any anything that looks like Grawl and or Cherish no there's a dark line of woodlands on the coast not far from you, just like maybe about 50 meters up the beach. What's strange, specifically, is that the trees and uh, vegetation you see is not tropical or beach-like. It's almost as though a deciduous forest just stops at the beach line. So, the Archfey... We're assuming the Kapayun has Grawl and possibly Cherish. Now, yeah. They are an Archfey. Is it... And I, you know, we I assumed that the, the Feywild was gone, but maybe this is what's left? Can I cast Divine Sense again? You know. oh, that won't give me like that won't give me what this is though. Yeah, no. never mind. I'll keep it. Um, I don't. Maybe. Does it look like a normal woodland? It's not like normal in so far as it shouldn't belong on a beach. There's like yeah. pine trees and low ferns right there on the line between the sand and the undergrowth. It looks like a, like I said, a deciduous forest. Like there's clearly large, thick, uh, trunked trees that do not grow on coast. I mean, maybe. Well, we're certainly not going to find them just standing on this beach. Yeah. Um. So what do you do? As Tears is contemplating, I'm just kind of looking give me a perception check yeah uh 23 you hear the the low sounds of wildlife in the the distance um 
through the trees, you think you can see lights, but like I said, there's some bioluminescent plant life going on here, but something more steady and unnatural through the tree line. It's a little difficult to tell exactly how far away it is. I think I see something glowing through the trees. Maybe people? I was just um, out of character. I was just... I. I always think locate object is a mile and it it's super not, it's a thousand feet. So, um, <clears throat> so that way then. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to take the shield off of my back. And yeah, good call. I draw my into sword. Into the woods we go. Okay. Are you just plowing into these dark woods? I think I'm going to go ahead a little bit and scout. I'm going to scout ahead just just a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe 30 feet. Okay. You're doing it stealthily, just creeping forward? Yeah. Okay. Stealth roll, I see. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 23. Okay. Tears, you totally lose Sid in these dark woods with zero dark vision. Uh, uh, right. But but I can that? see the... But I can see what he's talking about. There's some weird There's lights some in the of... distance, yeah. As you so, move through the but... trees, you kind of like have to... You lose sight of them here and there as undergrowth gets in your way. That's fine. I trust he's watching my back and might give us an advantage on something because I'm clearly not... I'm not even trying to be stealthy, I don't think. As you get farther and farther away from the beach, it's becomes strange. The undergrowth basically evaporates as you get away from the, the line of the beach. The trees here are large and old, and they've choked the life out of anything below the canopy. Crackle of right place. grass and dead fallen limbs snap beneath your feet. Sid, as you're creeping forward, you can always kind of tell where Tirza is because she is not being stealthy. Perfect. Creeping forward. I draw forward, him in and then Sid gets him. <laughs> <laughs> you see those lights in the distance. They're a few hundred feet away. How slowly do you creep forward? Um, I don't... Um, I never want to be out of earshot of Tirza. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to be careful uh, creeping forward, um, but still making an effort to, based on sound, be relatively... It's a similar distance to, to Tirza. Okay. As you're creeping forward and keeping her within earshot, you it becomes more difficult to do so as you move forward because you begin to hear voices speaking in the distance. It's a it's a saucerous, it's a murmur. You can't make out words, but there are voices coming towards where the lights are. Can I 
under is it possible to understand what they're saying at all at this distance no not at this distance okay especially if you're also trying to split your attention between listening for tirza and uh keeping track of what's ahead of you that's true i am going to pull out the stone of far speech um and say uh Tears. Hold up, just a second. Okay. Um, I think I hear voices up ahead. There, there's murmuring. There's, there's people. I want to scout ahead. Also, you're, you need to... The stone of far speech is muted. Sorry sorry about that. I Yeah, I yeah, had left it on it. mute. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm going to creep forward. Okay. Moving stealthily forward you move a few hundred feet and when you see the lights beginning to turn off. I see them beginning to turn off? Mm-hmm. One after the other, the, the lights that you're tracking towards and following begin dimming and turning off. What about the voices? They are beginning to begin to diminish as well. There's maybe like I... a few left. I had... I'm going to head back towards Tirza. Okay. Tirza, you're waiting kind of uncertainly in the dark woodlands. You hear the crack of something crunching through branches nearby. The low rustle of wings through trees above you. The screech of an owl suddenly. (laughs) When suddenly Sid appears out of the darkness. Tirza. Uh, the, the lights and the We're voice. going out? Yep. hmm So I think we should stick together, um, because you can't see and I, I can see a little bit better. Can't see anything. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Can, uh, is it pitch black or is it, um. As you begin to have your eyes adjust. It's one of those things where there's enough starlight that you can kind of see, but it's dark enough to be really uncertain for a standard human like Tirza. Like, you can see the outlines of trees and maybe the, the broad context of things, but very easy to trip over a exposed root or some untrod stone. Okay. Could you, could you hear what they were saying at all? I, I couldn't make it out. They were too far away. Okay. Uh, keep going that way, though? I, I think so. It's the best lead we've got so far. Okay. Maybe they're the people who have Grawl and Cherish. I will... Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um... 
I will continue forward more stealthily if we're traveling together. I will okay. attempt to stealth. Then tears will give me a stealth roll. Can I try to... I know we're both stealthing. Can I, like... Is there anything I can do to help Cherish be more stealthy? I'm Tirza, but... I, I did mean <laughs> Tirza. Yeah. You can help take Cherish her armor lot. off. Yeah, that's not gonna... <laughs> I mean, if if you wanted to wait ten minutes, I could do that. No, because then you'd be leaving your armor. No. Well, but I can, I can call it to. It doesn't matter. Um, I just rolled uh, thirteen, so okay, I'm okay stealthing. There's still the clank of armor Mm -hmm. and the the occasional snapping of a tree beneath a an armored boot, but you make your way forward as quietly as you can. As you do, you notice that most of the lights have turned off now. There's maybe like one little point of light. And as you grow closer and closer, you can hear some voices now in the distance. These ones quiet. And suddenly the night is pierced with a maddening, peeling laugh. (laughs) Uh, that's not great but I think it's still the only lead we've got do you have a torch I do I think let me check my character sheet. Actually, wait. Even better. I have a lantern. Would you have uh, those things having just come from... Oh, no. Because we're not, like, slash... traveling. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The, the only reason I'm wearing my armor and weapons is because I put them on at, in the morning. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Well, fuck. Growing closer and closer now, you can see as that laughter dies away, there's a few figures outlined in light. Can I make out any details? One's tall with some kind of massive weapon strapped to their back. One is slightly shorter with uh, curling horns. And one is a slim, long-limbed figure with a wide-brimmed hat. And as you're getting closer and making out these details, you hear a voice say, I think we should leave. And then suddenly two of the figures disappear. That might have been them. Uh, you mean the two that just I, I can't I can't tell. It's just shapes. But I mean voice it will was... say Wait, what did you just Oh what on earth Is that the mayor? Is that the mayor? <laughs> Is that the mayor? Who's out there? Uh, uh Is that the mayor? <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking? 
Uh, 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 no time. The stakes are too high. (laughs) Well, that's just rude. This is a terrible. uh, Terza explodes into flames. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was racist. <laughs> uh, now I'm sure uh, it's Tirza. <laughs> yep. Oh no! Is that my identifier? Um. Yeah. Can we? Can we go? If this is a if this is a fake mare, like obviously. So we're gonna take him out. Yeah, I think uh, you and I can probably take him. A, a oh, fake yeah. mare, sure. <laughs> yeah. There's no fake mares here. I can still hear you. Oh, uh, right, because the okay vampire here. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or so you say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, sounds like something in. someone pretending to be a vampire would say. No. Uh, where did Grawl and Cherish go? <laughs> As you break through the tree cover, suddenly you find yourselves in a clearing. There's a shaft of light coming down from the canopy. It's illuminating the mayor of Blue Gulch, of all people. Wait, where did you two come from? Well, um, first Grawl Grawl disappeared, and then Cherish disappeared, uh... And so we jumped into the realm scars after them. Oh Lord. Okay. Well that- they they were just here and they said something about just wanting to leave as though if I just wanted to leave I could and then suddenly he's gone. Okay. <laughs> That was either a coincidence. And as soon as he's gone, the light that he was standing in goes out. And you're oh, left in shit. darkness. So, um... Oh, fuck. Wait, 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 wait. He was saying, he was saying that they said that they wanted to go... As soon as they said that they wanted to leave then they left so we just have so we to just wa- have to want to leave i mean i do you want to keep being here Tirza? i don't want to be here i want to leave i also want to leave i think i can leave the night sounds around you oh no low and Okay. In the distance, something large roars. There's a I do, I whooping do of some other animal. I do. Y'all dorks did this to yourself. Uh, so that didn't work. No. Oh. Um. No. Okay. Well... Um, let's see. Um, let's try and maybe find somewhere to hide from whatever is living in this forest, and we'll brainstorm some ideas and try and figure out how we're going to get out of here. 
And as you I mean, say whatever's living in this forest, the wildlife sound suddenly stops. That's... What? That's the worst thing that could have happened. The only sound that's left is the low roll of ocean noise in the distance. But you couldn't hear it a moment ago. Yeah, it... Is it Can back I... to where we came? It's from all over. It's the sound oh, of the ocean. Can... Tough to tell where that's coming from. Can I... So we we had like just kind of broken through the tree line. Can I like reach out and try to touch one of the trees behind me? There's a tree behind you. You touch it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that not everything was disappearing. Because that would make me really upset. Not yet. It's um, not. Yeah, not not yet. Uh, okay, Tirza, you can pull threads from. You don't have any in you, though. I just not tried. not in me. And you gave your pocket watch to Grawl, correct? Mm -hmm. My pocket watch didn't work. Is there any other way we can communicate with some sort of powerful outer being? Prayer? (laughs) Always a good option. Hey, at this point, I'm willing to try anything. All right. Okay. So here's what you do. <laughs> okay, great. Because I have no idea. Um, you know how to pray, don't you, Sid? Just put your <laughs> hands together. <laughs> uh, put one foot in. You put one foot out. <laughs> yeah. Can I do a sort of feel a little silly? Can I do a do a um? A prayer to Andranjini. He helped me out in the Beastlands. Mm-hmm. They helped me out in the Beastlands. I'm assuming I need to make some sort of religion check. If you want to pray to Andranjini for some... <laughs> a changing of circumstance would be... Absolutely, yeah. Just Give me a great. Prayer. One that is a dirty 20. One might say Great. it would be divine. Yeah. Mm. It would, oh, just... You hear a low divine. creaking sound from the woods around you. The sound of the ocean is getting louder. The situation has changed. The ocean. Yep, I can hear it. That's mm-hmm. loud. I look up. We might need to start climbing. Um, the tree that I have my hand pressed to. Um, I will. Yeah. 
start climbing. Yeah. And I'm assuming when we get to a higher point, there's still like nothing. It's just blackness. As you get up into the, the, are you both climbing the same tree? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I have, Oh no, I don't have any of my gear. Shit. God. Um, I have my, I have my sword and that's, and, um, and I can do attitude. Yeah. And I can do that. attitude. And you're charming. It's gotten me this far. Use uh, your rustic huh? hospitality. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the two of you scrambling up this tree, how far up into the canopy are you going? Trying to get up to the top? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Breaking through into the upper canopy, the, the thick limbs of this tree at its height are enough to hold your weight pretty easily. You can break through your heads, kind of poking up through dark leaves, and glancing around, you can see the trees stretching out for only a, a few hundred feet. That's not right. Nope. I think this island's getting smaller. Yep, that's not... That's bad. And then <sighs> the ocean rolling, getting louder. On the horizon, you can see a dawn that will never come. Stars why? stretch out above you. I don't understand why it would work for them and not for us. Because uh, we weren't invited? I mean... <sighs> can we... No, shit. Fuck. We have no way to communicate with the... Archfey. Nope. Even as you watch a tree in the near distance. Oh, that is not good. Vanishes. I don't have any of my shit. Um... Um... Let's um... see. See several stars moving in the sky above you. It'd be beautiful if it wasn't so terrible with the encroaching ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> encroaching. What a got it. Uh, what a lovely beach vacation with my dear friend City in Emberlight. Half elf rogue. There's a gentle wind that blows through the trees, even as a few hundred feet away, another set of boughs disappears. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to make a, like a last, uh, last ditch sort of attempt. Um, can I just like, uh, I'm going to just shout as loud as I can. Like, is, hey, like a- a- anyone? <laughs> met with the sound of the ocean yep okay i just yeah <clears throat> that makes sense uh hey 
I will also shout out. Um, hey, I once did you a favor, Mab. Now do me a favor and get us out of here. Oh, she's not right. Yep, yeah, she's gone already. Um, nah, she just don't care. <laughs> few hundred feet away, more trees getting to vanish. You can see the other side of the island now. Slowly enclosing a circle, becoming smaller and smaller, the center of which was apparently near where you climbed up. Um, here's a, you a rumbling like, growl. You look like you have an idea. Just don't know if it will do anything. Because I don't know if this is magic. I mean, this is like a a separate plane. I don't know if dispelling magic will do anything to this. Uh, You try there's yeah. literally no yep that's true that's fair I'm gonna use dispel magic okay targeting what uh that's a good question it does have to have a target huh yeah generally. magical object creature within range yeah fuck um of existence you can also target an effect Yeah, but I don't know what the effect would be that would if it was an illusion. Seeing as you're in the tree, it doesn't appear to be. Yeah. <laughs> if it's if the encroaching ocean is an illusion, it's a very good illusion. The roar yeah, of the approaching water is growing louder and louder. Yeah, Sid, there was no response to your message from the pocket watch. Um, that's fine. Okay. All right. Okay, Tirza. It's, uh... You have the best chance to get back, right? Sure. I mean, I have the the thing that I can do. So it's more important that when this ocean, if we don't figure it out, when this ocean engulfs, and I'm assuming it's an actual ocean here, but it's more important that you are able to survive, I mean, right? This tree and us in it might just disappear. So, what? What's your plan? Do you have a I, pl- plan? <laughs> I don't know about a plan, um, but I think, and I don't know if well, maybe there's not enough time. But I do have a ring of alter self that does allow the wearer to breathe underwater.
And I think it's more important that you have it. Uh, that takes an hour to attune to, right? Does it yes. seem like we have an hour? Yes. Okay. No, but... Okay. That was very... <laughs> Tirza will, like, put her hand on your shoulder and be like, that was very sweet. I mean... <sighs> the tree line is maybe only 200 feet away now. Um... As you're grasping at maybe... threads... Yeah, prey on my the spells I have more. I mean, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, Storm it's just like potentially the two worst people to get caught in this. <sighs> What's happening? Oh, we're trapped in this weird demi plane that's slowly disappearing and. Fuck knows what happens when, when it's gone, but an ocean is engulfing this island. Oh, good. Yeah. Wake me up when that happens. Uh, does, does Stormcruiser have any threads in him? Huh. It? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was actually going to ask earlier if Sadagar or Stormpiercer had anything to add, but I forgot he was sleeping. Can I do the same thing I did with Sid and just, like, stick my my ethereal... It's not ethereal, that's a specific term in D&D. My mm -hmm. um, mind hand into Stormpiercer. <laughs> Give me a charisma. I like hate that. Hands, I hate <laughs> that, by the way. Ghost hand. Your phantom one. My phantom limb. Uh, that is a... Oh, that's 25. 25. That's a little bit better. That's much better. And was actually the DC I was looking for last time. What? Oh my God. That's, that is uh, one below a natural 20 for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was very difficult. Am... Yeah. Once you broaden your awareness, looking... Not just at Sid, your companion, but around you. You begin sensing other tendrils, other cords, other tethers. Sid's is the most vibrant, is the most real to you. And you're beginning to kind of put together what differentiates each of them. It's not some magic cord. It is the connections between these things that you have personally and their connections to other things. You can feel Sadagar at your shoulders and with that awareness, you can feel the cord that connects the two of you. It is perhaps the most powerful of them all. But there are cords leading away from Sadagar to parts unknown. There are Tethers leading away from Stormpiercer, some straight to Sid, some to elsewhere. There are threads tying the pocket watch. There are threads tying your armor. There are threads even in this island. It is a tapestry. And you're only just beginning to sense how it's all connected. 
can I, are they just varying strengths or do they have um, like feeling to them? The stronger the connection to a thing, the more you can sense from it. The fainter the connection, the less you're able to determine about it and the less tensile strength it might have. Okay. Something with a strong, um, powerful connection. Rings containing the souls of lost lovers to a place of dread. The crystallized heart of an archfey. These are powerful foci. A sword passed down from mother to son. A cape of great portent and religious ex significance. I'm just afraid of grabbing one of Sadagar's strings and being like, oh, we're in sigil now. That sucks. It's better than here. Um, yeah, that is true. Um, but I will grab, uh, I will... You remember the thread you grabbed from Zariel leading back to Valor? You remember the thread that was followed from the Quattle back to Benoni. I think that's why I'm going to choose one of Sadagar's threads. Um, I'm hoping the connection to the Jarashir and the other Forgebound is going to get me that direction. Okay. Um. You reach out, you see those tendrils, some thinner, some stronger. I'll go for a strong one. Okay. Stronger one. You grasp for it, and you feel it coalescing in the grip of your hand as you reach and grab this cord at your shoulder. And Sadagar is full of an exuberant joy. Hey, right one. And the hand that I still have on Sid's shoulder from calling him sweet will do the same thing I did with Etsuko. I will clamp down with my not hand, my mind hand. Sorry, I'll figure out another word for it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I'm not judging you. I don't Brain know phalanges. <laughs> no, I need that one more. <laughs> uh, and I'll pull. And suddenly, the ground comes away. The trees left behind as you are pulled. Hurtling up, 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 up. There is a Screaming darkness, twisting, blinding. Lights flashing by. Archways, gateways. Cracks of light. It flashes by so quickly you're not quite sure what to make of it. And suddenly, you're screaming, falling, hurtling straight down towards... A plain, a valley, you see ringed in dark 
shuddering storms straight down, hurtling down through the skies, screaming towards a valley, hills, ringing towards a fort, between a fort, a war zone, a swamp, coming down, down, down towards a lodge, the ruins of a tower, a campsite, slamming towards the earth, screaming towards a bloody final stop, but no, the ground comes up to meet you. And that's what it does. It meets you. And you are standing just in front of a very, very shocked-looking Agni brand bearer who is suddenly looking at Tirza and Sid and from behind you, a voice will say, Clearly, something has happened here. Sid? What, what makes you say that? As you turn, you see Lucidian Lyodon also standing nearby. Yeah, I'm going to do this with stakes that like aren't like us about to die and it's going to be so much more soothing and we'll actually have some scientific method i can get cherish in on it mm, 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 mm-hmm. yeah we just um you know uh we just wanted to make an entrance and uh i think we did and it, you know i mission accomplished, I think. accomplished really if anything have you seen cherish and grawl not recently no okay and Agni will say, Cloak Bearer? Uh, this is like a, this is a long, um, explanation and maybe not one. I don't really know how it works, so I don't know that I'll be very good at explaining it, but, um, I can potentially... So why reality we... is a fabric. Oh, wait, 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 tears it, tears it. Before you start, why don't, instead of this, we can explain later, let's just go find Cherish and Grawl and let them know that we're not dead. And How's she that? can do a PowerPoint. That sounds great. Exactly. Right, says Lucidian and <laughs> Agni at the basically the same time. Mm-hmm. Hey, so sorry to interrupt. Continue. Yes. (laughs) And the two kids scramble off as the two father figures look to each other and look at their retreating forms. (laughs) And the two of you scurry through camp. Eventually, almost at random, you run into the other group. Grawl, Cherish, if if Judah has returned with Blizz, I think the scene that they come upon is like I have him by the like collar and I'm like, I need you to open a failed <laughs> And Blizz on his little clouds going, I don't know what you're asking me to do Cherish, <laughs> Cherish, it's fine, it's tears. She can just like grab whatever string she wants and yank it wherever, right? Right? She can just do that. Just think about it, right? But it might take her a really long time. And Etsuko has her hands on your shoulders, Grawl, and saying, Are you okay? Are you alright? 
Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm so good right now. I just beat all of the Fae. Like, it's fine. It's no big deal. Like a normal day. Looks totally normal day. You beat the Fae? What? Yeah, outsmarted them. Wow. Totally. Yeah. They they recognize me as a master tactician, which, I, of course, I I am all the time. Tacticling. That's amazing. I is it? I I really didn't. I didn't even, you know, just a Wednesday. What day is it? It is the twenty ninth. Wednesday's not a thing. (laughs) It's Wednesday here, my dude. In real life, just a regular twenty ninth of so for me. You know, you know. And so, yeah, that is the scene that. Sid and Tirza come across as Cherish kind of come almost throttling Blizz Fizzle Nozzle. Pull yourself together. I know you have secrets. <laughs> I can't make you a portal to the Feywild. Wait, no, no more portals to the Feywild. Tirza! <laughs> what? What, what, what happened to the realm scars that were on like the ground? Did they close or are they They're still gone? gone. Hey, what, what's everybody talking about? I need you to make me a PowerPoint. Are you uh, press the digitation point. I can't remember what we called it. The digitation point is the best thing. I think, no, I th- sorry, character voice. I think press the digitation point is the best thing we came up with. Sid, sorry, I interrupted you. But I was just going to make some stupid joke, so this is much better. This is also kind of a stupid joke, so... Uh, we've all been so glad you're back. Yeah, yeah, you're back. What happened? Um, I didn't murder your sister, is what happened. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah, anytime. I'll literally not murder people every day. You know, girl, it may be the lowest bar possible, but I appreciate it. I've cleared it with flying colors. Yeah. Thanks. Speaking of which, where the fuck did she go? And I yeah. oh, she's That's... probably back at the tent. I scared her so bad. Well, she wasn't with. Oh well, she wouldn't be because she's still pretending. Uh, assuming yeah. she's stuck here. Mm. Hence she's the. Out herself. I'm going to go find her. That's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. And Judah will say, okay, but someone's going to have to tell me what in the heck just happened. Oh, I'll definitely do it. I have to tell a lot of people, well, a lot of people, meaning uh, the Jarashir and also maybe Sid's dad, uh, what happened? Because we definitely just appeared in front of them. It was so funny. Do you want like a camp circle? I'm a little. Thing, or what? Yeah, that might be good. Uh, yeah, I'm still a little. Um, Fifty-eight times. Slap happy because we almost died again. Um, Who wow. did that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> following you then, Tirza. Okay. Until I will say, I'm always following Tirza. Oh. Huh. God, look down. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were there. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. 
fucking gremlin. Oh, I'm a little girl. Just don't feed that thing after midnight. It's true, and don't get her wet either. Um. Um. I'll go back and explain. Sure. Okay. So Tirza leading most of the party back towards the temple, back towards Agni Branbear and Lucidian Lyodon. You have some explaining to do. Meanwhile, Sid has departed to try to track down his erstwhile half-sister. Mm. Sid, give me a survival check. Oh, shit. Uh, let's see. Do not have proficiency in that. Ten. While Tirza is explaining a great deal of things, you are mucking around the now triple camp that is shared between the Jarashir, the hosts of Faramsir, and the Guardian Guild members, looking for the shortest <laughs> of Faramsir knights. Mm-hmm. After a while... Um, you eventually come around the back of the temple and you find a figure crouched and sitting, a helmet taken off of her head and held between her knees as she's just staring into the middle distance towards the ground with a terrified look on her face. And you see the blonde with little stripes of auburn shot through of angie does she i i walk up does she see does she look up as i'm coming out it's really only when you get real close and your feet almost kind of hove into her field of view that she blinks and glances up at you hi i was looking for and then yeah yeah i i sit down next door yep Mm -hmm. and then he just fell Mm -hmm. into a yeah yeah i i i just wanted to 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 talk to to you Well, here I am. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I I don't know anymore. Yeah, yeah, we have that effect on people. You're welcome. You you travel with 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 that one, the scary one. Yeah, he's he is nice when you get to know him. He doesn't look it, but he's pretty funny. Yeah, but you said he didn't look it. <laughs> That's a good one. I gotta remember that one. Maybe I should have murdered her. <laughs> yeah, well. Hey. Hmm. 
It's not mm. too late. Um, last about choices. Yeah, last about choices. I, I am sorry. I was intending to talk with you, um, but uh, I didn't end up being able to come back to Farium's here after that whole thing. I just kind of get dragged from place to place, you know? So I, 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 know I, the feeling. I apologize. Yeah. You, um, you fought a big monster that almost, uh, smooshed the city. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fine. This is, yes, sure. Yeah. Um, boy, a lot has happened. I, um, So, uh, Lucidian doesn't know you're here. I'm gonna. Oh no! Go ahead. No, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. yeah he'd be, I'm assuming he'd be pissed. Hi, uh, I'm sure. Can I? Can I ask you something? So after, sure. I after, yeah. After after you find me, mm-hmm. and you ask me whatever it is you want to ask me, then what? What's what's the plan after that? You are oh. stuck here in the middle of. A truly horrific battlefield. Um, some terrible, awful things have happened here. Um, and then, then, then what? <laughs> well, you put it like that. Um, step one, make it down mm. here. Mm-hmm. Step two, talk to you. Mm. Step three, and this is more of an ongoing overarching pray that my mother didn't find where I hid all the sending stones in the house. Mm-hmm. So far, so good, I think. Otherwise, probably would have been found out. Okay. Good call. Step four. Mm. That's where things start getting fuzzy. Mm. Yeah. I know the feeling. This is a teenager right here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because see, step four assumes I've gotten all the other steps done, and I honestly Mm. didn't think I'd get that far. You know, I've found that no matter how much time you put into a plan, no matter how many hours you spend agonizing over it, once the shit hits the fan, er, the plan's out the window, anyways, and it's all up to improvisation. Right, as uh, Aunt Lear would say, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Exactly. In this case, the enemy is all of this, and she'll like yeah. stare out beyond the Jarshir war camp towards the just ruinous fields stretching up mm. towards where the infernal fortifications used to be and where the the demonic swamp still stretches out for miles in every direction to the south and to the west. Have you ever been outside of Farim's here? Nope, this is the first time. First mm. time. It smells... Awful. Yes, I, I was going to yeah. yes, that, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get used to it. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I can't wait to leave this fucking place. Smell any better in Stormhaven? Depends on what part of Stormhaven you're in. Part I grew up in, well, part I lived in the longest, I would say. No. Where I'm originally from? Oh, yeah. You'd actually probably like it. It's a lot like Farium's here. Hmm. That's, um, uh, green, green something. Yeah, yeah the green terrace. Right. I learned about Stormhaven some yeah. growing up. Yeah, the uh, Uncle Oren said it was important. Learning about everything. Did you... Did you know about me? It was, t- it was tough not to. I... I mean, I'm named... Yeah. Apparently me too. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that for a long time I mean I was named after Da never talks about it I kind of had to well Ma has some views where that's concerned yeah I gather that it's not really a pleasant conversation yeah, imagine. no. Um, but she... Uh, she came around on the name, at least. Which is good, because I, I, I quite like it. I think it suits you. You know? Well, I'm, I'm sure you're not a bad Sid, either. It's not that It's not that I knew about you I just knew that there was There was someone else And there was More to it So it's not that And she'll finally look up and like glance at you It's not that I knew you as 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 you were uh, like out there, I knew there might be, you know, more to it than just a name. Yeah. I uh, I'm not really um used to having um family um no honest honestly up till five years ago i didn't really have much in the way of that 
So I don't, I don't really know what to say, but I mean, if there's anything you want to know, uh, I'm an open book. I just remembered. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You're not going to challenge me to a duel, right? No. Okay. No. All right. I'm pretty good. Sure you are. Yeah. I've just, you know, trained since I could walk by the arms masters of how slide on, so I'm I'm sure you're fine too. I have learned from not one master, but two. Oh, two. Mm. That's a good number. Very good. Best around. I, Best there ever will be. I, I'm sure the folk in Stormhaven say that. Mm. You know, I'm coming around on this duel idea. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not... That's not uh, what I wanted to ask. Right. I, I, what I wanted to ask was, um, who, who was she? The woman I'm named after. She was my first teacher. I didn't... I'm discovering more and more that there's a lot I apparently didn't know about her, but she kept a lot from me you know Lucidian didn't really talk about him much you you didn't even you didn't know no shit yeah if I knew I would have I mean, hell, I would have done exactly what you did. I would have found you. I would have found you guys. Wow. Um, but she was, she was a really, really great mom. She was so strong and and hard-headed and impulsive. And funny. As quick with a joke as she was with her blade. Yeah, this is Stormpiercer. Hello, I am a sword. 
Though I think there's more to it than that now. Yeah, we'll get into that later. That's not important at the moment. Um, and and see Angela will kind of look down at the sword at your hip and look back up to you. You're blade bonded then. Yeah. With my mother's sword. And Stormpierce will say, again, I think there's more to it than that, but yes, pretty much. You, Stormpiercer. I'm here to help. Yes, so helpful. And Angie will kind of giggle. (laughs) I haven't, uh... Well, I don't think... I mean, I'm told because of my mom's side of the family that I might not forge a bond. Right. Eladrin don't, um, they don't get forged bond items. Usually. Usually, right. I mean, wait, what? Well, one of the... Threadless is modern. Hmm. Trying to think, Mike, does does Camion have a okay, they do. Yeah, one of the one of the threadless has a forge bound item. They're a Ladrin. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Weird. I guess it can happen then. Hmm. I can't imagine not having a forge bound item. It's been it's been sorry, it's been such a long time. No, I Since mean I... <laughs> must huh. be must be strange to think of things being so quiet. <laughs> uh you have no idea. <laughs> was that an insult? I think I was just insulted. Your your voice carries Stormpiercer. We yes, all know this. indeed. Yeah, my presence will be known. Is known. Will always be known. Hmm. Hmm. Well, is what else, what else do you need to know? And Angie will kind of shrug and kind of look at you between over the the shoulder of her crossed arms and she'll shrug and say everything. Who? Well, there's a lot to tell. Till somebody figures out I'm down here, I've really got nothing else to do. All right. 
I will do my best. Although, if you want a truly entertaining version of what has happened. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there is there there is a, a, a play about my friends and I. I just, oh. I just yeah. Yeah. All right. Just, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. It might be better if you hear it from the source first. Um, I hear the writer takes some liberties with some of the details. A few. A few. <laughs> um, like a few. Yeah. Hmm. Wonder where those. Yeah, no idea. Uh, well, is there? Is there? I'm trying to think, Mike. Is there somewhere a little bit better to hide for this? Because I mean, this is a this is a doozy of a tale I'd be telling here. Um, kind maybe of like back behind the temple at this point. No one's really back here. I guess so. Yeah, here's as good a place as any. Except for Grawl and Etsuko back there making out. Yeah. No, that's not happening. That's not happening at all. No. <laughs> Definitely not happening. You mean Grawl and Etsuko standing side by side silently <laughs> for like 30 minutes? They're trying to hold that, hands. The hands that, keep oh, getting closer to each other. Every time they brush, they just... they Nail yeah. by mm-hmm. nail, we will build this house of romance together. <laughs> Sid begins to tell his half-sister a story within the temple. Tirza is telling a different tale. One of threads and tapestries of finding connections between things and moving through the multiverse. Knowing those connections will bring you home. Near the back of the Small crowd that is gathered as you speak. Other auger bearers listening, as well as Lucidian Lydon and some of the members of the Scaled Council. An Oni woman will lean ever so gently to press her shoulder against that of a hobgoblin. Oh, oh, oh. He just, like... As she wide just eyes just fixedly stares straight, stare straight forward, and we're both just like it is. It is American Gothic. Just <laughs> <laughs> the just the gentle pressure of the shoulder lean. <laughs> and as these two tales are spun, a long, winding story. That need be told. Another long story is being put together. <laughs> 521 years of history being collated, tabulated, written down. Whether or not the answers within the pages that begin sprawling. The red ink filling itself seemingly from nowhere, spreading from page to page, filling volumes. Whether the answers within will be satisfying, it matters not. Because once those volumes are full and once that story is delivered, 
the one who wrote it will be free. Free to spin stories once again. And perhaps find what they seek elsewhere. Hmm. But in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG, that's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G-U-E. Also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Especially you, Dennis. Yeah, especially you, you Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Yeah, really, Dennis. I really Fuck do yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, that Dennis is going to freak out here this episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, um, where I make all kinds of Matcom shit posts when the uh, mood takes me, when my <laughs> cursed hands take over, and all of a sudden we have just meme shit. It's all these things do is meme shit. Um, you can also support me and my regular good art uh, at patreon.com slash Elliot C. Lewis. Uh, I have started the monthly illustration uh, that patrons get to both vote on and see works in progress of and the final piece before anybody else. So get over there and help me out, please. God, I'm dying. <laughs> Do it now. Do it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um, I want to see the Emberlight versus Lyodon, uh, <laughs> duel of the century. I'm, I'm hey, here for it. I am here for <laughs> it. Um, come place your bets. We're going to get a good little pool running. And then when it happens, someone's going to win big. Come hang out and chat with me about it. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus. Um, who thought that was the way things were going to break at like all? Not me. Not nope. me at all. <laughs> Mike? Definitely not him. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. He he told me to write up a new character. That's a lie, but I did have one ready. Look, I really wanted to have you call in the old mage and just start the apocalypse early again, all over again. again yeah. That would have been hilarious. Hey, I mean, Hey, I mean, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't bring her into this. She got work to do. The look on her face. If she'd been called in to be your lawyer. Oh, oh baby. Yeah. Grawl, I, I really I don't have time for this. All right. Okay. Go home. Go home. Cool. Just saw, tell him I'm a good dude and like dip. He's fine. And then she just disappears. <laughs> well, I think that was good enough. Don't you? Don't you? Yeah, I think that was good. I think that was good. Okay. You're free to go. It's fine. I'm going to murder that cat, anyways, eventually. Fucking dip. Uh, I, like, uh, like, uh, oh, sure. A, you don't, you don't need need our any of our approvals but i think you did the right thing but also as you were as the potential for him to become mortal i was like oh yeah 
Oh, I want to kill the Capayune again. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. I didn't do anything with that fucking vial. I still have it. I know. Hmm. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you wanted to find me on social media, um, speaking of, I don't know, stupid, impossible things, uh, finding me there is, like I said, impossible. I'm not there. I don't want to be there. Uh, I'm happy not being there. Um, uh, But what else? uh, The other thing that makes me happy is you guys, all of you uh, who listen to the podcast. Thank you. First of all, Um, we love you. I love you. Uh, And it means a lot to us that you're listening. Um, So if you could do us another favor and rate and review our podcast and whatever platform you're listening to it on, that would be awesome. Uh, We love hearing from you and uh, it is actually really helpful um, to get uh, some communication from you guys. So uh, please do that. And if you include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the review, of course, Mike will put that name into this campaign. It could be a really awesome, epic, crazy, cool name, or it could be just the dumbest, name you can possibly think of it either way it'll end up in this campaign so do me a favor rate and review our podcast yeah if you want to get the name butts filigree into this podcast Ooh. that's the way oh. to do it Ooh, that's Such a, a good, good name wow mm. i'm about to create a fake profile and write a review <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> And of course, if you wish to make Butts Filigree a reality, you can uh, do that by reviewing our podcast. And then you can tell me over on Twitter, at MK Gergoni, where I am always here to talk about dumb character names uh, and try to get them into my podcast. But you can also find our good, good friend Omatep over at NPC underscore AN on Twitter, where even though he is... Really disappointed that he didn't get to show up as a surprise witness this week. I was really banking on, you know what? He would have made a pretty good advocate, I think. I think, personally. (laughs) He'd be an entertaining one, for sure. For sure. And you might have learned his saucy backstory with the Queen of Air and Darkness, Mab herself. Uh, And the weird weekend bender he went on with Oberon and Puck. But that is neither here nor there, because these times have passed. I want to find out about the saucy backstory with Straw... With, uh... Nope, Von Zorovich. Definitely Von Zorovich. And, uh... And, uh... Definitely not Elsa. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, uh... Leastways, you could, of course, find him there on Twitter, because even though he's not all those things, he is an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening to this, the trial of the century. (laughs) (laughs) I only needed to call one witness. That's true. Scopes, Scopes, monkey, trial, who? (laughs) This is the defining (laughs) trial. You made the right choice. Is the name of this episode now Catch the Grawl? Is that the uh, the name of yes. this episode, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Grawl we'll see. I've got so many options. Like, yeah, yeah Grawl in Order, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen oh, Grawl, it's like right up there. Uh, uh-huh. Mr. Grawl goes to the Fey and Moot. It's like, mm-hmm. these just write themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one is going to end up the actual title? I don't know. But as a bonus, you're getting all these ones that I didn't write on the actual <laughs> podcast name at the end of this episode.
Those are very good. <sighs> there's there's some very good ones. I've been thinking about this all week. Um, <laughs> Exclusively this, nothing else. Pretty much, like nothing else. I said a few good grawls last week. That's definitely up there. Um, mm-hmm. Trial of the uh, the Grawlso Seven is up there. Um, yeah. Legally grawl. Legally grawlso. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all good. All good. But of course, the world is chaos. So are all these titles. so please 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 be kind to each other thank you all so much for listening goodbye 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 bye case closed